0: I'm I like podcast, so I'm your host, Nick Scarpino. Andy, would you like to say goodbye? Goodbye, everyone. Thank
1: you. We'll see you next week. <laughs>
0: I like how we had, we went like three layers in, and Tim was still trying to make, Tim was making a point about layer three, and Andy was like, nope, we pulled it all the way back up <laughs> to abs. We're like, alright, well, we're
1: getting out of this shit now. It's just like Inception, the kick. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. That song starts playing.
0: Um, so they're in the apartment, and yeah, eventually, you know, Peter's trying to talk about Happy and her breaking up to then, I guess, either distract them or get them into it, but the TV behind them, of course, is broadcasting their actual apartment and uh mj's like peter and he's like oh shit They're like is that a place yeah and he goes over and opens the window and yeah you know the world knows that i'm spider man kind of thing and so from there uh you know what the, the damage shows up right department of the damage damage control damage shows up and who are they led by secession stewie we all know stewie over there trying oh, to get yeah. all that royco money and here he is you know what i mean by this time he works for damage yeah, yeah
2: fun, fun little story here. Um, I don't know if you remember, but in 2017, after the Department of Damage Control was first shown in Homecoming, um, they optioned a TV show based on Damage Control. This is before the Disney Plus um, situation was all fully, like, figured out. Um didn't even exist at that point. So this would have been uh, not in the Netflix series of things, but it would have been more similar to the ABC Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. type stuff. But uh-huh. this guy was cast in that.
0: Oh. Man, he must have been like I fucking missed out and then secession just fucking dominates and he's like do doo 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 ding ding You know, that's that's the thing opening. A great show if you're not watching HBO everyone. Speaking of HBO Max, you know what I'm saying over here? Oh, little sponsorship, the but I'd i say it even if it was, you know what I mean? Fuck off, what a great show.
3: We're
2: not sponsored by them. We are.
0: Oh,
3: are we?
2: Yeah, today we are sponsored by HBO Max. Never mind, then. Thank
3: you. Kim <laughs> uh, Gannon, your punishment...
0: Uh, wait, hold on. Kevin Cuellar, your punishment is to go watch the first season of Secession again, all right? And That's it's no sweet. punishment at all. Just like all the great <laughs> content you'll find on HBO Max. <laughs> Did you guys know I'm watching all of The Sopranos for the first time? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, HBO I Max that too. <laughs> Good eating. Yeah, next, carping. Uh, Greg as a as a person who's never watched an episode of Succession uh, all the way through and never seen the intro. Is the intro from by your description? Wait, sorry, you've never watched an episode. <laughs> I've only ever <laughs> watched cuz my my wife watched it all the time so I come in and I sure. share like scenes of it. Yeah, I saw at one point Brian Cox fainted on a on a uh, beach in the Hamptons and I was like that's enough sure. a show. But by your admission, so we came in, at the end of that episode? Yeah, go. On. Is mm-hmm. the intro for Succession the exact same piano lick as Mr. Belvedere? No, this one's way more okay. dope. This one's Nick. way more intense. This is an intro so good, I never skip it. You know what I
4: mean? Bum, 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 bum. Does bum, it have bum, bum, sleigh bum, bells bum,
0: in it? Does it have sleigh bells in it, Greg? No, it does not. It does not. It does. What's the your, piano do work? It does. No, it has a sleigh bell. It's it's Tim, oh, oh, we're going to be here forever. Come
2: on, <laughs> Thing. It's still <laughs> good. Like and that, that no, no, no. <laughs> that's a flavor. That's
3: I know. I was, I was listening to an NPR uh, thing about the composer that just died recently. Stein?
0: Mozart Mozart.
3: Yeah. No, it. Nick, you actually know the answer to this. Come Hans on.
0: Christian Anderson. No. I don't, I don't know. DJ XL
3: Jokey. Do uh, you an ass? Uh, anyway, one of the things he did was the Do an the S, S, <laughs> S, his name. I <laughs> I'll, I'll try to sort it out. but like oh, I like
2: Why are you so excited about sleigh bells?
3: 'Cause it just sounds so cool. I okay. like I feel like that's <laughs> one of the aspects of the intro that like it's hard to pick up on, but once you know you're like, Oh shit, that's a sleigh, but Also it's Christmas have
0: some Christmas spirit. Yeah, have some, I'll tell you. It. what, Next season I'm gonna be watching, all right, when I figure out what's going on. You know the, I don't I almost spoiled it right there. What happened at the end of the season? You gotta watch this session everybody. On HBO Max. Mm-mm-mm. what a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> oh David show <laughs> shows up. Gray, HBO Max. <laughs> they didn't pay for any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Throws them all in the clink, right? Goes you're going to go directly to jail don't pass go they all get locked in different rooms right and so it's the stuff from the trailer you've seen with Peter right where he's like Trying to explain, like, no, I didn't kill Mysterio. And it's like, you know, the drones did. The drones that were under your control. Wah. And then let the friends go. They have nothing to do with it, right? And then we jump over to MJ's uh, interrogation room, where MJ, of course, a very wise woman, is like, I'm not telling you anything. I want a lawyer. I I know all my rights. I know all the stuff, playing that stuff back and forth with it there. And then uh, they jump to Ned's room, and of course, Ned knows none of this and just immediately starts saying all the stuff, right? It's like, no, I was this guy in the chair, and I helped him beat the vulture. Right? So you're saying you're a long time accomplice of the wanted criminal Spider Man. He's
1: like, you know what? I would like a lawyer, and, or whatever. and and this this actor you all were just mentioning, um, really? Stewie. Stewie, I, like I have no reference to who this person is. Um, Andy, did you know that
0: if you were to get the great streaming platform HBO Max, you could watch all three seasons of Secession
1: right now, commercial free? I, I tried watching episodes one through three, and I was just like, ah, this doesn't work for me. I want to give another shot. shot. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. this guy, I. I don't know who they are, so obviously when you see them, you're like, oh, great, this person's on screen. But for me, I'm like, oh, this could easily just like be really shitty, and it wasn't. So good job, Stewie guy. Good you job, were actually, You were on screen, and I was like, you know what? I dig this dude's characterization of whatever he's doing. It could have easily been fucking Blade Hand or, or, or rip Razor Fist? Razor Fist from fucking... Uh, Shang-Chi, what a terrible a great character. Green oh, yeah. that, that was a bad guy. Uh, Yo, real
2: quick, I just want to give a major shout that I keep forgetting to bring up. I was watching a behind the scenes uh making up thing for Shang-Chi, Nick.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: Greg, you might remember this as well. Uh remember when we did ultimate fan fights at IGN? Yeah. yeah. And remember uh the, the director of that, like the the guy, uh Young Lee? Yeah. his name? Back attack. He is the lead fight choreographer for Shang Chi. Oh, that's badass. What's well, the actual that's shit, That's really
3: man. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: really cool. Like they
0: had really good fights. <laughs>
2: Insane shit, man. Yeah, blew my mind. Anyways, back to this.
0: Uh, Jameson S. in the live chat, I need you to get me Stewie's Twitter handle, and the we'll actor, obviously, and we're going to say he's Andy Cortez approved. It'll be a big moment for him, all right? Oh, uh, So then Marissa Tomei's is there. She's like, you can't hold us forever. You've got to let us go, right, uh, if you don't have any charges. And that's when Stewie drops it. Like, oh, what about child endangerment? Like, you knew <laughs> you knew you're the child. You were sworn to protect us out there punching aliens. Like, that seems like a big problem, right? You should be getting you know mean? she's like, oh, yeah. And it's great because you, you see, like, oh, man, there are a lot of – I mean, outside of just the Sokovia, of course. Words, right? There is a lot of shit happening here that would be bad for everybody. Like, man, they got these guys dead right Yeah, I want to give
2: a shout-out at, at this point in the movie because it's it's weird for us because we have not only seen every Spider-Man movie and every MCU movie and talked about them for hours and hours and hours, so we have an expectation of, like, how MCU movies function and work and, like, just uh, the format of them all, right? I think this movie really does a good job of, for as packed as it is with characters and plot and multiverse and insanity of trying to Function If you've never seen a single movie before in in these worlds and you just watched this, things like building the relationship uh, with these lines of dialogue with Aunt May and Peter of, like, you're like his mother and blah, 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 like, things like that. Um, And they do it for all the villains, too, especially watching it twice. I'm like, I'm really impressed with how standalone this movie is for how I would have never thought I'd give it that compliment going into it.
3: Uh, real quick, Avery has never seen, I don't think she's seen any of the Spider Man movies beforehand.
2: Great. That'll yeah. be a test so tonight. We, we,
3: yeah, that, I'm very interested to see how that goes. I think it is set up in, uh, in a way to uh, help with that structure. Also, uh, in the chat, somebody said it's Steven Sondheim. That's who I was thinking of. Oh, Steven Soddenheim? All right. Yeah,
0: that sucks. Uh, Greg, I went so ahead and you. Yeah, that's not okay, hard. Okay, so and then uh, yeah, thank back. you, thank you, Kevin, you, Kevin, you, and Z Six Gaming got me, uh, Arian's, uh, uh, Twitter here. So I'm saying good news, Arian Moyed or probably Moayed, your 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 hashtag Spider Man performance. will I put the wrong your your hashtag Spider-Man performances at v and Cortez approved. We're trying to get them to watch the session, heart, hashtag, in review. All right? So that's going out right now. There's so many we go.
3: in there that don't need to be there. I followed him. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let me see. Is he
1: active on here? Is he active? Everyone...
2: I want to Please. let you know, I miss Greg. I, I truly, more than anything, miss Greg <laughs> Miller. But I questioned that when last night, this movie is about to start. The credits have finished. We just watched the Dolby Atmos, yes, the projector is still on thing, or Dolby Vision. Okay. Then we get to see freaking um, Nicole Kidman do whatever the fuck I it mean. is, Nicole Kidman. Doing That's the movie. Shit. And I just hear Greg Miller say something to Andy and then just start fucking wheezing. And Gia looks at me and she goes like... What what did he do? And I literally was like, it doesn't
1: matter. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. What did I matter. do? Not... <laughs> well, Greg leaned over to me and said, he goes, he goes, wow, they've been making these movies for a hundred years. Can you believe that? <laughs> The, that's what it was. The AOC
0: thing, you know, thank God, they show me so many fucking, I'm already in. I already bought the damn ticket and I, I understand you're the fucking AMC movie theater. Then they're like, you know, like a yeah, yeah, hundred years of me celebrating the hundred comes up and I'm sitting there going, these movies that you've been around a hundred years, brother. And then it comes up like, 1921 was a hundred years ago, <laughs> fucking shit. And I lean over to and i like, can you believe most <laughs> evictions are going on a hundred years? Because you know, we all think it's, like, 2000, right? It's got, in your head, it's, like, professionally maybe, maybe 2010. And so, like, you sit there, like, there wasn't. they weren't doing talkies and silent pictures back then. You fucked it 100 years ago. These motherfuckers. They? they sure were. God
2: damn.
3: <laughs> uh, I, there, there was, we went to sit down yesterday at the movie theater, and Andy, like, we all got seats, and Andy very dramatically was like, I'm saving this one. Miller asked me to hold a seat for him. And I looked at him, and I was just like, like you know, like I didn't say Is that. Anything, what you
2: want? Like, no, yeah. It's one of
3: those things. Like you know, why he wants to sit next to you? <laughs> yeah. You know?
2: I will it's, say I was upset I didn't get to sit next to Greg. I sat next to Greg during Spider-Man: he was Homecoming, the and it was a very, time.
3: very
0: special crying. experience for me. Ah, Stone face like
2: this. We should have. You know, I mean, it's something we got to talk about ahead of time. You
0: know what I mean? I knew that I had to pee. I knew the line was. We haven't even talked about this yet. All right, oh, we're not the Metreon, right? A problem. 3:30 p.m. showing of Spider-Man, the first Three, one, right? Really. We get there. We come up the escalator. We get there. The line is outrageous, and I'm like, oh, this is the concession line. Fuck, I can forego the popcorn. No, this was the ticket taking line. Mm-hmm. We got in this giant fucking line, and it was that thing where it's like, we got in at 3:10, the movie starts at 3:30, and every checker their watches over, because it's just not moving. Kevin, of course, being Kevin, goes to the front of the line just to find out, like, are you gonna hold the movie? Because you guys can't figure out how to take tickets. Ridiculous. Eventually, they open up a second line, but it took forever. It was terrifying. Oh, but that's when I was already <laughs> high alert. I had to pee. All I wanted was a fucking water out of the concessions. I was dying of thirst, you know what I mean. I had to get I asked Blessing and Gia to get me one. They both got me waters because they're great friends, you know what I mean. And then I was just panicking. And so yeah, I, I I saw Andy there in his awesome jean jacket, and I was like, Andy, save me a seat. Nobody else wants to even talk to me. Uh, you know what I mean? Everybody's mad. I've been gone for three months. Like I was the first person I talked to. I was like, Oh great, <laughs> so I'll talk to you. My, did you guys notice also the projector was off, like its access? Yeah. That oh, yeah. I know this. The shit out of me to the point where yeah. during the previews I was like, and <laughs> I looked at Barrett and Barrett was like, I was like, I'll be right back. And I went to I went to the like. Did the you really? I went to guest services and I said your projectors off. You need to have your projection. Let's take a look at it because it's got, it's got ghosting on the on the top and the. It got the, fixed. Think, guys. It got fixed
2: during it. It did not. Towards, towards the end? end. Yeah, towards the end it, it finally fucking evened out. Oh We're getting wow. way into the goddamn weeds of this, but I thank yeah. yeah. you, Nick. Well, was was really service. I was like, this is gonna bug
0: the hell out of me the whole time. Wow. I'm glad we're talking about this, yeah, because we're at the Dolby, which is you know the black the blacks are still black and the thing is on. And, I, and Nick noticed that the camera was off tilt. I didn't see that because I'm more of an audiophile. But me and Andy both noticed it was too loud. Why oh, is this movie it's it's so loud? loud. Can we just too enjoy too
2: ourselves here? You know what I mean? I'm trying to have a nice night out. I got to fucking screaming. <laughs> <yet. laughs>
0: You, to, you know what? While we're at, while we're on this point, my chair didn't recline.
3: <laughs> Wait, really?
0: Wait, yeah, hold on. Now that we've Sarah's gotten to this point, oh my God. chair,
3: my chair didn't recline. And did, you know what? Me and one Anthony Carboni did.
2: Hmm. You later. We,
3: because he was like, hey, it's this is weird. Like it's not reclining. I was That's like, I bet did. you, oh I bet God. you, it's unplugged. So, what we did is I put a huge flat my photo, turned the flashlight on, we looked behind the seat, and sure enough, it was unplugged. What had happened is that the wire at some point got stuck between the mechanism mm-hmm. and the uh, the chair. So what mm-hmm. we had to do is lift up the chair. While Anthony put all his weight on to grab the cable to pull it out of where it was stepped on, pulled it out, we plugged it in, we were comfortable the entire time. Damn, was not.
0: I was sitting up like an old man, just sitting up on my porch, <laughs> watching kids play on my grass, just angry at it. Although, I feel, I swear to God, I thought it was a 4D experience, because my sh- seat shook like crazy during some of the
2: subwoofer parts. It's the best! I love it! Continue, Greg. <sighs> oh <Oof.
3: laughs> yeah we still <laughs> talking about this movie Jesus. okay
0: so then it's like the, yeah you, you know all, all these horrible things we're going to do right um and so then it's like okay cool then they go home and this is where uh they're talking around the kitchen table about it right and this is where matt murdoch's introduced and he's there like, and it's like a what, yeah
4: matt fucking murdoch yeah. yeah and he's like yeah
0: you know don't worry about it and like this is what's happening and he's like uh you know and then he gets the phone he gets off the phone i guess and he comes like, good news they're dropping the charges against you peter you know what i mean they they can't prove that you killed Mysterio. That's i
1: was so i was so stunned by all of this that i blinked and suddenly they weren't in trouble with the law anymore <laughs> and i was so confused by it like they're suddenly back in school and i was like oh so it's like, they're totally good. Is that what Matt Murdoch was talking about? Because, fuck, I was just so surprised to even see him on screen.
2: I've never seen Andy, like, when Matt Murdoch first came out, it was about three seconds later when it hit him <laughs> what was happening. He looked at me, and I swear to God, he went like this. <laughs> like, this is the most <laughs> shocking. I like, just did not see this coming. <laughs> well, Greg
1: didn't make a reaction. I didn't know that this shit leaked apparently two months ago. So I was like, expecting Greg to do I was like, did you know about this? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and I was like, like damn. And that's, okay. that's why I okay decided to anymore. look at Tim and be like, this is crazy. <laughs> what the, the
3: fuck? This is the first time where the auditorium like audibly pops. Like, it, yeah. It, people and, cheer. And by the way, and like, it
0: was like, it's the way it was shot, too, where you yeah. see them all on the couch, and you see his hand with the, the stick come in first, mm-hmm. and I was like, no effing yeah. way. And then he it's, sits down, and you're like, good. Good for you. Good God, for them.
1: Just, they're so good at this, man. It's so, and I so love the so line, too,
0: where he's like, how did you catch that break? He's like, I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I was going to get for that. I, <laughs> I love that one. It's it's cool. it. But, yeah, because he, he sits there and he tells, yeah, all right, good, you're fine, Peter. Everything's great for you. Uh, Happy, you fucked up a lot of shit, though. They, they are going to come looking into you. You you need a really good lawyer. And blah, blah, They talk a little bit longer. And, yeah, brick through the window. How did you catch it? I'm a really It's good one of those Stark. things where I, I love the fanfare of this, I, it, but it makes no sense. Happy is still – doesn't he still work for Stark? This yeah. like industry, a multi-trillion-dollar company. Don't they have lawyers? Would not you be able to call Pepper and be like, they, "I need"? Well, like, he's need not. He's lawyers. not he's a lawyer. Charge. He's just there, and that's when he's like, "They're not dropping the charges against you. You're you got to look into your thing."
2: And it's I just also like that I a quick
0: call to Pepper would have been like, let's, "Let's
2: let's let's get this situated out." Well, well you, you also stole I mean, StarTech, which I thought was a I, weird. I don't
3: point. think he stole StarTech. I think that, that uh, Tony left it at his
0: at place. his house.
2: Yeah, yeah it's, it's, remember, I, I
0: it's a misattributed thing, right, yeah, that yeah, he used, he's Because yeah. he's, when Peter walks in and goes, oh, Happy, I didn't take it as like, oh, Happy, you're stealing. It's like, oh, Happy, you idiot. This is what they're yeah. talking about. This is the missing thing. That Harold.
2: Yeah. We H- finally Harold. got it. his name said Harold. The, uh, <laughs>
0: the the
3: room that we'll later see it in is totally like an unfinished room that like, it, equivalent to a basement. Like, condos don't usually have them, so it's weird. Mm. Uh, But like, I definitely don't think that's something he did on purpose. I, yeah. I think that all of that is... I'm sure it's cleared up by the point we see him later because like it doesn't seem it? like he's yeah he's not worried about it right doesn't yeah. like it's thing.
0: But well, that was the thing that did the jet blow up that that was in though, in the prior movie.
3: Didn't the jet? No, oh, yeah, I think there's I'm, multiple. I'm so saying, there's multiple. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that like
0: yeah, my re- gave my him
3: that place. Oh, it, I thought like, my it my Rihanna re- re- would like. Tony's place.
0: That it was, like, left over from the jet explosion he just had it chipped his place or something like that. Because it looked like it was all dirty and shit, too. But I could be wrong. That must have been from the construction of the room, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah it was dirty. Um, and that's it, Matt Murdoch. Great. Thank you. You're back, MCU. That's fantastic. Um, And so then it's – uh oh, the the window gets smashed there, and that's when – Peter's like, it isn't safe to be here. Like, we can't. There are, mm-hmm. they may be Mesa's, and I forget. But they, they're they like, we can't be here. Happy invites them over to his place. We get the introduction of his amazing uh, electronic locks and all his little security systems and whatever. Uh, they come in. Uh, they get set up there. Um, uh, oh, and then the the arm that we love, the dunce arm from Modern yeah. Man, is, is living yeah. with Happy. And that's great. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Um, that, do we
3: think that Happy's, like, permanent place of living? Residence? I think yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. I did. I did think that. Yeah.
3: Can he called uh, it it oasis or something? I, I thought it was like a little getaway that they used. Oh, I yeah. think it's just how you
0: introduce your place. He inter- he introduces his place to people who are staying with him. It's like when Greg calls his place the fuck pad. Yeah, Jesus, I do call it that. Jesus Christ. I, every night I'm like, Nick, you coming <laughs> to be a theme night? <laughs> You're <laughs> clear for landing at the fuck bad, <laughs> Nick, come on in.
3: <laughs> I hate everything.
0: I'm sorry. Everything that about that
3: interaction. Absolutely.
0: That yeah. I got nothing. How was that inappropriate? Like, We're having a great time here. That was like a mm. blowy moment, you know? <laughs> oh, then nothing
3: will be like do this. Don't do this. Than... Don't be like, I'm embarrassed, so now let me try <laughs> right. to remind Focus Andy was... about embarrassing moment.
0: i got to drag Andy into this to share. <laughs> I'll tell you, you what, Nick, Nick, don't worry. It's not going to go where you think it's going to go. All right, I'm a professional. Nick had one of the funniest decides in our I don't know, 16 years of, 16 years of being friend, acquaintances and knowing of each other, right? He's had one of the funniest fucking I and, he, and then every the table wanted him to repeat it. He's like, I will not repeat that. I, first thing I did when I got home was tell Jen that story.
1: I was <laughs> like, oh, you gotta hear this. You gotta hear this shit Nick did last night. Don't <laughs> worry, <laughs> You haven't missed any of the plot.
0: <laughs> so that, that, you know, we we got him into the apartment so we're in Happy's apartment. Uh this is when he call. we get the conversation between him and MJ. Uh this is where Happy's got the sleep apnea machine on over there, right? Uh and wow. if it's talking about this and you know it's the thing we seen from the trailers, right? Are you relieved uh that your identity's out there? He's like, you know, Happy is the only time things that felt normal was the one week where you knew cuz everyone who matters in my life knew that I was Spider-Man. And now that's over, or whatever. So they're going back to school tomorrow. Uh, this is, of course, uh, ended by happy, of course. <laughs> like, we get it. You like each other. Hang up. I gotta, I gotta get my eight hours or whatever. <laughs> Real funny stuff there. Um, then it's the uh, time to go to school. And so now we're over at school, everybody. And, uh, Betty is out. Betty Brant is there. I guess she – COVID, maybe she was. she's also filming a great HBO show that you can watch on HBO Max this is called The Mayor of Easttown. Uh, fantastic. Kate Winslet's in it. Loved it. It's all done. You can watch it all right now on HBO Max. Mm-mm-mm-mm, good content. Uh, she green-screened into this where she's filmed, and I thought it was very uh, it, it – Maybe it, movies have come so far, and especially on a Dolby HD 19K screen. You can just tell when it's not the same thing. Anyway, so she's there. They're doing coverage of senior year. Uh, of course of course, the you know Peter Parker coming to school in this. There's people everywhere, and there's you know there's pro Spider-Man people, there's anti-Spider-Man people. There, it's pandemonium. And so here it is: uh, Peter and MJ and Ned and Flash approaching. Flash, of course, pimps his book that he wrote
1: about how he's P- uh, Spider-Man's best friend. Uh, on a, yeah, and Flash in. was just like just continues to disappoint. Like the lines that they're giving him, the the, the okay. I just I'm, I'm I feel like I'm pity laughing at a lot of what's happening. Like I want. I want it to be funny, but it's just not, it's not working for me. It's just not working for me. Flash. The funny
0: thing about Flash is I would love to talk to the director and the writers here because you talk about the editing room floor. They, if in No Way Home, leave – no, I'm sorry, in uh, uh, Far From Home, there's a whole subplot there that he's just in, like, a horrible family situation. Yeah. That his, like, him texting his mom when Peter's looking around with Edith of just, like, talking about his father and how they're in a bad way. Mm -hmm. When he gets there and then, like, the chauffeur picks him up and they they leave it of like, mother, couldn't come? And he's like, no. And it's like this weird, played for a laugh, weird thing in there. But it's like, I feel bad for Flash. And then in this movie when he shows up and, like, and and he's like, oh, shit, you guys didn't get in or whatever. And then he still does the defense mechanism, I'm going to be an asshole about it. But there is
1: a thing of, like, I'm sorry, and he leaves, like. I, I, for Flash. I just feel like I just feel like, like the, the the character growth that we're seeing, like, could have been done in maybe one and a half to two movies, but like it's been three movies and we're yeah. still kind of we haven't moved a whole lot in terms of what he exactly is to these people. Um and I guess I did get a I did get a bit of a chuckle out of the uh all right, you're gonna tell people that I'm your friend though. That's like that's the rules or whatever. Well, like you have to swing me around and tell people that I'm your friend. So I did get a chuckle there, but a lot of the other deliveries that he has, I just like—I'm just not feeling it.
0: I I just like the, I like that character because they kind of set it up like they're gonna kind of throw you for a loop with the expectations of him, and then he just goes right back to who he is. Because there's that one moment where he—we get his reaction to Peter mm-hmm. Parker being Spider-Man, and he goes, oh, and you think, oh my god, he's going to like reform, and I
3: think be he really yells really, no.
2: He's like, he says no, yeah. Yeah, he's when like, when like,
3: Spider-Man dunk, like yeah, it was the subway thing. Yeah, I MJ it. jumped yeah.
2: down.
0: He's like no. <laughs> but like, but like, but like, you think, oh my God, he's gonna like learn from this, right? There's gonna be some reaction that's positive from this. And the next scene, he is like pimping a book,
1: <laughs> wrote about being Spider-Man's mystery. Which called little... Flashpoint, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> all right, and... which by you're like, the way,
0: come know on, that. <laughs> that's gotta be a dig, right? Is that gotta yeah, be a dig 100%. somewhere? So like them bringing in the multiverse and resetting things. Nah, okay, whatever. maybe, maybe. yeah, uh, it, it, it
3: totally
0: is. They all get in, uh you know, and there's you know they they, they stop MJ or whatever and Peter tries to hang back so like you got to get inside the fucking building, dude. This is all about you. He gets in there where we run into who, the three teachers, uh the gym teacher, uh the science teacher. I didn't I didn't love this scene. And then they the guy with the surveillance. I, I, I liked it a lot, theme. too. Well, I liked it cuz it was this was their their dash for this. You know what I mean? This yeah. was them in this Movie, I, I I thought they were overused in uh, Far From Home, to to its detriment to it in a way. Uh, so I liked that this was a more reserved, here they are, they made this, tro- or one of them made the trophy case, right, and worked mm-hmm. off. I love the whole Hannibal burst thing, it's like, I, he's a conspiracy theorist, it's like, you killed him, this I know who you are. It's like, no, <laughs> no, no, yeah. <no>, <laughs> no
3: and
0: if you want to it, swing to class, climb up the ceiling, I, I love that, I'm like, I know it's crazy in the hallways, go do it. Uh, eventually, Peter leaves them, walks in the hall, everybody's filming him now because he's, you know, sideshow, and this is the biggest story in the world, right? Um... And so he's going, and then... I forget what we get in more school stuff, if anything, but we're, oh, we then go to the roof.
2: The uh, roof. Where
0: him and MJ are up there reading the newspaper. Of course, this is where, you know, they're hypothesizing the newspaper that he has other abilities like being able to control women or whatever. Uh, yes, my Spider-Master. Yes, master. my Spider-Master. Yeah, uh, and so this is, you know, him being like, I can't wait to get out of here, right? You know, we're going to MIT. You know, it'll be a fresh start. Ned will be there. It's going to be great. Ned's up there already, too, which is fantastic. Like, I love him third wheeling throughout this, but not being like an annoying third wheel, just being you know totally a oh, obliv-
3: he interrupts that like that kiss moment they were gonna have and he said, I'm sure that it was very annoying
0: Sure, but it's like everybody loves Ned, so you can't get mad about it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, and so, yeah, you know, hands in, we're going to do this thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, then is this when college letters start coming in? Or Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it's, they're rejections. They're rejection after rejection uh, because, of course, nobody wants Spider-Man and his crazy friends showing up and bringing the Vulture and all sorts of shit down in their school. Uh, When they finally get down to having the MIT one, the last one, this is their last chance and it's also like their number one school, they all go to the donut shop uh, MJ works at. Uh, and open them together and find out. In fact, they did not get in, and it is of course because, in light of recent
1: uh, controversies and events, because of course Spider-Man is a big problem right now. And so uh, they started I really thought I really thought we were going to get a little fake out that MJ actually did get in. I thought they were going to be like, yeah, but she it, just it, like it didn't want him to feel bad. I thought they were going to lean towards something mm-hmm. like that, but it, it makes so. a lot more sense for him to have to uh, to have that redemption of getting them all back into MIT uh, instead of.
3: It really felt like the the framing of it was implying that one of them had gotten in, and it yeah. was an interesting choice.
0: Uh, so, yeah, you know, MJ doesn't regret anything. She tears up her letter. She would do it all over again. Uh, Ned doesn't regret anything either. Tears his up, and he's like, oh, shit, well, i got to show this to my, mom, my parents, right? And he leaves, leaving Peter to be like, i got great friends, but I've kind of fucked up their entire life. How can I fix this? At which point, it already happened, I guess, MJ got yelled at by her boss to take down the Halloween decorations that somebody else was supposed to have done. So Peter looks up at them and sees uh the little Dracula, who, again, looks just like Doctor Strange, especially in a terrible way with the terrible thing. And he's like, <gasps> and so from there we go to the Sanctum Sanctorum uh where peter shows up uh the doors open automatically because they are uh, electronic and then inside it turns out they left a portal open to uh winona minnesota yeah. and so there's all this snow in there and stuff and so there's some two clowns there i don't know they're definitely plunge they're, yeah. they're pledges they're pledges weird i have the, to watch the, it again i have to watch it again the, yeah. the pledges that are there
3: odd choice odd choice to have two random people just hanging out there I get
1: that, like... I thought they were, like, ghouls. They didn't say anything, and they were kind of stoic. (laughs) No, but in
0: in the past... I would love it if Nick
1: was, like... I thought they were some, like, uh, some weird, like, you know, humanoid creatures. They were just humans. It was weird. people. You literally have, like, a reference to a vampire. that we come there, these two, like, really (laughs) slow-moving zombie-like
0: characters. It's like, are they ghouls? Are they vampires, like, minions? (laughs) Um, so, yeah, he gets there, uh, you know, Dr. Strange comes down, it's all stuff we've seen from the trailer ride, right, Of like, alright, cool, what's up, Et blah, 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 you can call me, you don't have to be so official, alright, Steven, still feels weird, uh, and then, but it is different from what we've seen before, right, where, uh, Wong shows up, and is getting ready to leave and do his thing, and it turns out he's now Sorcerer Supreme, because, of, due to a technicality, Dr. Strange is talking about, because of course he was blipped for five years, um, so Wong's going to go off and do his thing. Uh, they're talking about this. They go back and forth. And I, I, you know, I can't, I don't have the time stone. I can't rewind the time even if I wanted to, but I could you know, cast a spell and make everybody forget. Wong's like, don't do that. But it's not like the trailers where he was like, don't fucking do it. He was like, don't do uh, Just don't let me know about it or whatever. Because they, he, he
2: has a great, Strange has a great line. of like, do you remember the whatever party of whatever? No, exactly. <laughs> I like the <laughs> I <laughs>
3: I, I, I love really, the trailer
2: changes. Uh, so I like, too. The the amount of lines that I was always like, I don't like that in the trailer. They they fixed the the majority of them. Some of the jokes were still the jokes, but in terms of plot stuff, I thought they did a really good job of of Wong telling him don't do it and having him wink. I was like, I hate that, and it wasn't in this, which is really good. Yeah. Um, and also the line that I was really stuck on, which is the in other universes, Spider Man kills them all, and I'm like, no, he doesn't, and in this they didn't have that right. line because he right. didn't. So good job. Uh,
3: I didn't. I felt like something was weird about the the relationship that they had there. It didn't seem like it seemed like Longest certain, race? yeah, I, it just didn't seem like they they were as friendly as they have been. And his like don't let me well, know about you become about roommates it. for so long. you just kind of like
1: ah, it's ships, two ships passing yeah. the
3: night. Yeah. Um, I, and I just feel like when he's like fading away, like the, the look they give each other seems like. There's more going on there. I'm very curious to see what we get from Doctor Strange, the mm. the multiversal well, is. Also, interesting that like it doesn't revert back to uh, Doctor Strange. Like you would think if you you want to have the, it's the most powerful wizard. Are they saying that uh, Wong is Wong. more powerful as a wizard than Doctor Strange? Because that I feel like that'd be surprising.
1: I think oh, they are. are more like I imagine that in that time Surely it's he, not.
3: It's yeah,
2: his powers raised. You think so? Five years, a lot of time, especially like yeah, I said, right.
0: he's,
3: he's fighting uh or whatever the the oh, abomination. abomination. Yeah, I was gonna fun. say yeah
0: in the chat right now. Greg Spencer says so. Wong became sorcerer supreme, and he spends his free time in an underground fighting ring. Hell right? It, Does it's, in, it's
3: interesting. Like I, I, I don't know. Like I'm definitely curious about that, and I'm found I find it a little bit shocking that he's still the sorcerer supreme.
2: Well, I think a more interesting thing there isn't the abomination part, but it's like the end of Shang-Chi where he, like, brings them in and, like, uh, is looking into the Ten Rings themselves. Like, I, I think Wong's gotten major promotions where, like, he's clearly in control of stuff. The abomination thing is one of the weirder plot threads that we're clearly going to get more in She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. But, right. um, like, Wong is in control of whatever situation that is.
0: Mm-hmm. They have a conversation, though. Uh, We can make them forget. We can do the thing. Then they go into the Sanctum Sanctorum uh, spell room. At this point, I'm going to toss it to Nick Scarpino, because if you remember, I'm still on paternity leave, and I am needed momentarily. But I will return. The Sanctum will return. Yeah, so they go to the Sanctum Sanctorum, and they're like, listen, we're going to cast this spell now. Anyone with a rational mind would have been like, get, "Walk me through what are the this rules? This what are the rules? Start? Yeah, what's happening here, Doctor Strange?" But Doctor Strange apparently was late for an appointment at his doctor's office or something like that because he was like, "Well, we gotta just get this yeah. massively world-changing
2: spell over with." A little I, bit I of egonology there. He was
0: acting a little
3: bit goofy the entire time, and
2: again, it was weird. It was I, weird. like. Like, but my thing is, I feel like it's actually really in line with not what we think Doctor Strange is, but how they portray Doctor Strange in these movies, specifically with his first movie. Like, uh, I, I I know all of us are kind of like, oh, yeah, he's really arrogant, just like Tony Stark. It's a different type of arrogance than Tony Stark has. And I think mm-hmm. that um it is consistent with his characterization in these movies for him to act the way he does. When you take out the wink and you take out a lot of the trailer elements, mm-hmm. specifically when you get to the end of this, like his kind of – um antagonistic relationship with Peter throughout this entire thing and like the use of uh, call me sir don't call me sir like all that stuff when we get to the end and it is those final moments is on the top of the Statue of Liberty still looking at Peter being like yo you did this you fucked this up like yeah. he's being so mean but then it immediately cuts back like when he he's like oh, everyone that loves you where we are all going yeah. to to not remember mm-hmm. who you are it's like I thought that that to me made everything he does in this movie work a lot better yeah, yes, I mean, I... I, I for sure I think, he's an antagonist.
1: To this. Yeah. <laughs> like, you he fucked up. He should not yeah, have
3: done this. I, I think that, like, that certainly is a moment that's really well acted and hits really strong. But I do think that his behavior is, like, he's, he's an intelligent person that, under, that understands that magic isn't something that's normal. Like, it would make sense for him to explain stuff. Um, but, like, there's also weird behavior with, like, he can make a spell and be like, okay... I know now that Ned and MJ probably shouldn't be included. And also, I'll take myself out of it. Like, that isn't something that is, like, not within his power. So it is weird that he didn't do any of that.
1: I I think a lot of it is we know what type of personality he is just based on, like, the origin movie of Doctor Strange. But he also just doesn't really ever interact with children a whole lot. And Peter Parker is largely... He's a, he's like, he's a child. child. Yeah. yeah, he's he's still a child, and, like, it, that that sort of thing and irresponsibility that he sort of brings isn't something that he's super used to, especially in a place like the Sanctum Samtorum. And so for, for him to be like, hey, here's a spell I've done a lot before. Sure, it's risky, but whatever. Like, I've done it a bunch. And even Benedict Wong's like, okay, go for it. Like, just make sure you don't fuck it up. And it doesn't seem like a huge deal, but then all of the irresponsibility and all of the sort of um, I guess uh, the the maturity that's lacking there from Peter Parker and being like, oh wait, but well, me too, oh oh, and then them too, and then all the, and then it's just kind of like, fuck, I'm frustrated with this kid. Shut up, like I don't think he intends to be uh this sort of uh, like malicious, annoyed person, but Peter's just kind of way of being this young, naive kid kind of brings it out in him. Um, I think with gonna... that
2: too. Uh, sorry, real quick, I just want to say that uh, I think the theme of this movie is really revolving around help and different ideas around help of what that means of helping others, of asking for help. And clearly like a part of the, the conflict here is strange to be like, you didn't ask for help for this thing, for the uh, the uh, college admission thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I liked it because I feel like it all is just a bunch of layers of having, you know, Ned and Zendaya be there with him as the helping friends and him kind of being willing to allow them to help him be Spider-Man. And it, it just backed up in a
1: lot of ways that I thought they did a good job with mm-hmm. uh, that really started with this scene. That was oh, a yeah. fantastic moment though, if they get to the end of it and be like, Hold the fuck on. <laughs> yeah. Like you didn't even bother yeah. trying to go and try to clear this up. That's a great again, like but he an, a, a, a just it just it's the, the sort of impatience the the impatientness, is that a word that I'm trying to say? That the level of sure. impatience just keeps on stacking yeah. <laughs> with Peter and I just I love that it kind of ends there and they kick him out and like God, oh, this fucking kid. That's so yeah. go try to solve a problem. Did... Go ahead. I was gonna sorry, when he did say that I was like, Wait, can you do that?
3: Like, that, that's an option? You could be like, hey, college, like, no, like, look at it. Well, advantage. I was an Avenger,
1: maybe, <laughs>
0: you know. Like. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the, the opportunity there was like, or rather the, the what he was implying was you should exercise a few other options potentially first before we decide to cast this potentially world-destroying spell. But again, that's not Doctor Strange for not setting that out, you know, it's like... Mm-hmm. Why didn't you lay the, like, the the reality out to this kid? Either way, he goes, okay, I'm going to go do just that. And he remembers that Flash was going to this uh, initiation or that initiation party, uh, Mixer, this like uh, what do they call them? It doesn't matter, uh, over at MIT. Mixing and he's like, ones. oh, that's great. So he calls and he says, you got to get me, you got to put me in touch with this person. And he says, well, she is not here anymore. She had to leave early for the airport. She's on her way to one of the airports, I guess JFK or whatever. And he goes, cool, I'll meet her on the bridge. Uh, so he prepares to do that. And as he finds her car, he taps on her window and says, hi. I'm Peter Parker and they start talking and she's like you did not practice this at all and I love that his suit's wrinkled because he was wearing it underneath the spider suit uh, very very fun moment there and then of course uh, the scene is interrupted by the first of the big baddies who has come from the multiverse Dr. Octavius Octopus Otto Octavius mm-hmm. Dr. Otto Octavius and man let me tell you they included a lot in this, and they cut a lot out from the trailers. And I really, really, really wish they cut the fake laughing part out. Because when they uh, learn his name yeah. and they fake laugh, I fucking oh, hate John. that part. That, that is one moment. of the only cringy moments of this movie for me. There was uh, another this, the
3: Scooby-Doo that, do moment too. Was like that the Scooby-Doo shit at all? Yeah, it didn't work.
0: Like they fight. Great fight scene. I think great. Another bridge fight scene. A little bit of homage every time Spider Man's on a bridge. Uh, he saves her, and she's got just a banger of one. She's like, "You, that was a very bad thing you did." <laughs> like she starts scolding
2: Auto. Uh, um, then don't then want to get don't want to get too into the details because there's not like that, that much. I think we need to break when down. But the I Thanos thought, suit, of course. Yeah, I thought this was an excellent choreographed scene. I thought the the tension was there um, in terms of the car, and especially having this one person to focus on, knowing she was stuck in this car. Um, I love the idea. Of uh, the
1: nanotech, wow, the, all, all, oh, all shit.
2: that <laughs> stuff they did. The way that it, when when Peter ends up taking over control of the arms, Ooh. like that was a theater like moment of like, oh fuck, that's really cool. And I love that because we didn't see that coming. Uh, but I really love the. Iron Spider with the forearms versus Doc Ock with the arms. Like, mm-hmm. Doc, cool comic book come to life shit. Well, of yeah. course, he
0: gets, he gets super angry. He's like, I'm going to tear, tear your girlfriend from a piece for piece. He's like, what did you just say? And, yeah, and then the spider arms, arms, come, arms come out. out yeah. And it's like, ooh,
3: shit. I, I wish they were better utilized. I kind of feel for a lot of the time they're just kind of just hanging there. Um, they were
0: blocking though He was like parrying and blocking Yeah, it, but
3: like cool. those shots were really, like really wide shots. Like, I kind of wish we had a little bit more – of a close-up on certain parts, and also I wish mm-hmm. that they were maybe blocking and like pushing them away in a way that we like we could see it more.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, it's still, course, I mean, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, super cool scene. Of course, uh, Doc Ock gets a better of him before the nanotech goes on there, uh, rips his chest off. Nanotech goes to him and then he takes his mask off the, the the mask goes to the chest so he doesn't get stabbed rather. Uh and that's where he realizes this is not my Peter. And he's like, Who the heck are you? And then Peter uh, uses that opportunity to overtake his suit with a nanotech, hack into it, uh and, and and control the arms, uh which he which he uses <laughs> then to save. I love the, that it uh, just works with Bluetooth. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> hilarious. Uh
0: so then they take him back to the Sanctum Sanctorium, uh, which he gets locked up with Doctor I think Doctor Strange comes in like
2: zaps him back to
0: he- the the sanctum Sanctorium, right? Yeah. Now what what's so cool
2: about this scene though is playing with our expectations of as an audience where goblins coming in throws the bomb and the camera starts going to him and it cuts like right before he gets there and we're put it is such a nice kind of build up and release of just like we're not giving you it quite yet motherfuckers. Right. Uh well um,
3: I mean it's it's not even a cut though. It's literally the um the you know, the sling ring
1: it's, it's create, like a, it's like a it's almost through. like a wipe, it's a wipe. <laughs>
3: yeah. But with, with the character staying, where it's really cool choice to do that as a transition. Oh my
1: god! There he is, is
0: little Soretto.
3: Yeah.
1: Look at this oh, puppy! Audio listeners, you're missing out on a gym right yeah, now. A new puppy that Tim just got. So Toads my goats.
0: Uh, over at the Sanctum Sanctorum. Uh, I think this is where they get lizard. it. They get it laid out where he's like, "You got to go find." Yeah. These things,
2: right? Um, and then the movie becomes fucking Pokemon. Here I am, like, there's no way. There's no way I can enjoy this anymore. The, like, the plot is, you're out there, you're fucking hunting down right. the villains for the multiverse. One shot will take them, and I'm like, this is amazing. Amazing. Uh great
0: little line here from MJ, where he's like, I, I really screwed up. I tried to cast a spell to make everyone forget, and it screwed up the whole world. And she just lays it out for him. She's like, why don't you just, like, next time, I'm not saying you did the wrong thing. But maybe beforehand, come to me and, and your friend Ned, who you trust, and let's brainstorm a couple solutions before you decide to cast a potentially world-ending spell. She's he's so like, rational about it. It's yeah. Great. And he's like, duly noted. I will absolutely do that for you. And I and mind you, I think they end up relying on each other for the rest of the time. Um, from here, he I think. He tells Ned, and Ned's just like, yeah, it's cool. I course. really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, down, I think they catch the lizard also. Oh, no, the lizard's out. In they already the, have uh, him. He, they already uh, have uh, him, right?
3: Strange had a cut on his face and talks right. about feeling an otherworldly presence.
1: I'm glad we um, didn't have to see that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, I don't
3: think the Lizard needed to be in this. Like, no. he, yeah, they, fine. I, I don't know. Lizard and Sandman, to me, felt like they, I mean, Sandman, we got closure with kind of, I guess. They they like, cured him. I don't know that he wanted to get cured, because yeah, he had been I'm- Sandman for maybe 15 years. Uh, That's the tough one, is that
0: the Lizard and Sandman both had sort of closure, right? Like, Lizard was, yeah. was cute. Lizard was cute. Yeah. And well, so, having him, and Sandman was sort of, like, cool with the
2: end. He's like, hey, man, I'm cool. I'm not going to rob anything anymore. Like, see you later. The one and thing that him. I've been thinking about a lot is Electro, because yeah. Electro doesn't know Peter's identity. And they even make yeah. that clear in this movie. The yeah. It's a weird plot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. But whatever. It is. <laughs> that,
3: that Yeah. That's a good hole that you found actually, there, Tim Tam.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, well, let's skip ahead over to that, though, because they get a they get a, a pulse, and Peter's like, oh, man, my costume's all green, and I can't possibly wear all this green out there, so what
1: should I do? I'm going to turn this costume
0: inside out. So scared for the wires. So cool. So, so, scared so for the wires. It's so funny to
1: think about all the theories that we had going into it and why. Like, the theories were, Nick, that, he turned Inside Out to reverse the polarity of being in a different universe, and there was all this shit going. No, he just had slime on someone it. T- no, someone <laughs> he just had t- slime. Yeah. I didn't see that
0: thing because they were pissed at him. Yeah, I want to give a shout out
1: to the score in this scene uh, where they're, like, the
2: three kids are all kind of messing around, and he's trying to clean the suit. And it's just like this real funky, psychedelic, Doctor Strange-ish take on um, the normal Tom Holland MCU theme, and I thought it was really fun. Uh, from here we go back out to the woods because we, we've got some uh, crazy shit
0: happening out in the power lines in the middle of nowhere. So Spider-Man takes the suit out there with his phone strapped to his chest, webbed to his chest, rather, so that MJ and Ned can be... It was duct tape. It was duct tape. Yeah. was
3: there's no way that they can see anything out of that camera. No,
0: no, no. It's going to be so yeah. shaky. It's going to make yeah. you want to throw up. you going to have a line there too where he's like, oh, this is making me nauseous.
3: Yeah. Uh, quick question. Uh, so the 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 suit that we've seen him wear had a mm-hmm. camera that he could stream before, right? Are we to assume that all of that technology is down right now?
0: Presumably because he, he's not on a Stark network anymore, right? It says I'm not on, so like, remember because he fires yeah, it, it up. Yeah, we see eat, is, it's offline. It's all offline. It, and yeah, is
3: yeah. that all because
0: of the government stepping in? And that's what I presumed. Either that or they just took his control away because he's no longer,
1: he didn't want to do it anymore. I don't know. Uh, yeah, because I don't, I don't of, know that he, he didn't. Well, say, I guess he was so, in control of by yeah, the end of the last movie, right? That's right. Yeah. He's so just I, still in control. It's weird.
3: I have to. I mean, I think the the easy assumption is that, like, it's a the government. government yeah. yeah. Shut it down. That makes sense. Because of the um, drones that were yeah. stark.
0: So he goes out there, and of course, uh, who does he meet? He meets Sandman, uh, who you're like, oh, no, Sandman's going to kick his ass. And he goes, oh, no, Sandman. He's he <laughs> <laughs> introducing himself of the weirdest hey, way possible. Hey, Spider Man, it's me, Flint Marco. <laughs> You know me. It's like, Andy, how many what? guys do you meet that are made of sand?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was such a weird
0: introduction. That was totally weird. And also the line where Octavius was like, he's like, where's my device? And he's like, what device? And he goes, the power of the sun in the palm of my hand. And Peter's like, I don't <laughs> fucking you know. <laughs> that's a, great line, thing thing, a great line, Great moment. I
3: feel like the auto line is very much for like, oh, that's what they remember of him. Let's let's put that in there. to, to yeah. you know. But well, also echoed
0: later. I right, set up for the line later where he, yeah. he holds the arc. Yeah, from, uh,
3: from, which is a good yeah, fucking moment. It's a cool line. Yeah. Uh, and then the Flint Marco. I always yeah. felt like his character was from the 1920s, and that is a like the 1920s <laughs> kind of way to introduce yourself. <laughs> I love,
2: like, I, it's a goofy line for sure. And obviously, he's only there to, like, let the audiences that ha- didn't just watch Spider-Man 3 know, hey, this guy has history. His name's Flint Marco. They reference right. that later. But what I really do love is, like, not the dialogue, but how it was done. I love Electro, the thing going through him, him being blue uh, when we first see him, yes. and then kind of attacking Peter, but then Sandman saving him and, like, mm-hmm. talking to him, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that was a, such a, a win moment for me where I'm like, these are the same characters, and, like, there's going to be some depth to this where it's not just Sinister Six type yep. vibes. It is. These are the villains that have their sympathetic ends in some ways, and we're dealing with that right. new story. Right, and really, really smart choice. Uh, they fight,
0: and uh, Sandman runs distraction while Peter pulls the power plug from Electro, uh, and then he's able to trap Electro in uh, uh, the Pokemon ball that is the Sanctum Sanctorum. And then somehow, I think doesn't uh, Doctor Strange show up too, and then blasts him and send him back. I can't. I can't remember how he gets. No. He accidentally puts Sandman back in the in the cage. He,
3: so he. The first thing he does is he accidentally shoots through Electro and oh, it right. takes a tree in. And we have that great moment of them being like, you think this is a tree per A scientist that turned himself into a tree? Right.
2: Um,
3: but then he catches Sandman by accident, right?
2: I think so. No, yeah, no, no, like, no, no. No, no, no. Because the conversation with Electro is like talking and like he's normal and then he's naked and they then getting kind of like, oh, yeah, his outfit, and then, yeah. he, and then he shoots uh, Jamie Fox, and he's like, "What the fuck you just no, do but, to him?" Well,
3: we don't see that. It's a cut to Jamie Fox in there, being like, "Huh, right."
0: Yeah, no, but Marco's like, what did you just do? Did you just kill him? And then he—that's right. Then Marco attacks him and he shoots him and puts him That's exactly. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. what goes. Uh, shout out to Jamie Fox, still looking fan, fucking tastic. Oh, uh, so good, better than ever. Just, just age, so unbelievable. Dude. Uh, and then they go back and he tries to—he tries to explain what's going on. We get a little bit of character development here with uh—with the characters kind of knowing each other. Um, Some of them
3: was cool. Yeah.
0: Which was cool. The kind of, like,
3: was talking about
0: Norman. Norman,
3: and then Electro was like, oh, hey, you're the guy, the the doctor that, from this, yeah. Wizard, right. yeah. And the wizard kind of then responds to him, and everyone's like, oh, the wizard to- the lizard talks.
0: Uh, of course, this is where Doctor Strange comes in. Is this where Doctor Strange comes in with the box? No, cause, up no, I think like that's later because
3: right? we, we still have to get Norman. So what happens
0: is – Oh, no, we, this is where we see Norman, right? Norman comes Norman. in and,
3: and – Well, yeah. He, 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 he connects all the electrical wires. He stays there overnight. The next day his, ma- his aunt calls him, and he mm-hmm. goes to meet her at Feast. One he
0: of the missed. guys you're looking for is here. Right. Um, he didn't just go, runs in. Segment where he, We missed it. A terrible mac. mac. Yeah,
2: the, the Goblin terrible, No terrible More mac. moment, That's which right. is so good. The framing of this is exactly like the Spider-Man No More cover, where Spider-Man puts his mask up and, like, leaves, and this is him, Goblin No More. Fucking great stuff. Uh, so, of course, oh, he heads over to the feast, ready to kick some ass, but he finds Norman
0: Os- uh, Osborne and Aunt May in the back kitchen, and he's just not oh, in a good place. He's kind of open.
2: a moment that is not very quite as impactful as the vulture reveal, but it definitely is one of those things where we see this, and all of us are like, uh oh, yeah. stay away from her.
0: But and I like this, right? Because this is the real Norman, and he, and we get the explanation that he's sort of like, he's he's got two personalities. And there's a moment in this that I, th- I found really touching where you don't—they don't really call too much attention to it, and it's not really a place for laughs. There's a moment where he's just hiding donuts in his coat.
3: Oh yeah, no, sure. It, it's
0: kind of sad. You're like, yeah. wow, he really thinks like he doesn't really know where he's at. He doesn't know where his next meal is going to come from, and he's scared. Um, and there's I, also some the great stuff here, right? Of like, I woke up here, and I, you know, where and my company's not here, my son's not here. Like, there, yeah. like, he, he, he Willem Dafoe fucking crushes. I think honestly, this movie. Just fuck, it was <sighs> incredible. He was great in the original, obviously. I and mean, here, yeah, to come back to this character, and again, I know Tim had made it, it was made a comment earlier that like it, even now, like the, the dichotomy between Norman and the Goblin is even more exaggerated than it was in those films. Like I think it, he does it so well here, playing those parts and doing those mm-hmm. things. And you, and I understand where he can make in on it because yeah, again, Norman isn't a bad guy, right? It, it, I, he can make May feel sympathetic and be like, no, this is what you need to do. And this uh, is where, like, she kind of lays it out, right, of, like, yeah, we need to help him. Like, you know what I mean? And Peter's like, well, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to help him by sending them all back. I'm going to get fucking iced. Yeah. Like, <laughs> is that going to help him or is that going to help you? And yeah. that's, that's an important moment here. Also important to note that somehow in and amongst uh, Norman Osborn's uh, confusion, he still managed to find a hoodie and a, a, a jacket that were very appropriate uh, For his character. which is weird. You
3: don't think he got that at Feast?
0: He yeah, but, heck, but it was the exact. It's like the Joker always wears. Like, I if someone's like, hey, you want some pajamas? And he's like, yeah, but I only wear purple and green, so I will go naked. I love, it, it. If I, I, I love I it. Loved like, it. The, as the
3: suit becomes more of the outfit that, that we've that seen in
0: the comics, it's, it's sure. so rad. Uh, so he decided, Greg, I don't know if you want to take over or not, sure. but I, no, I can go for it. Well, I mean, we need tag team. We'll keep going. Don't worry about it. You've done a great job getting us here. I do okay, think okay, you want every to I'm sure we miss some stuff. Fighter. And they win. Uh so they Man, go back Thank through. you Kevin, right? I come on. That was an easy every other word. Anyways, so yeah, it, it, it help you help you. So they go back to uh to you old Doctor Strange cave, right? He actually walks Norman in rather than zap him in and do the whole thing. Uh they get there and again, Otto Otto and like, oh what happened to you? You got these arms, of course Norman doesn't know. Otto's still being a huge jerk, right? He's all loud and obnoxious about all this whole thing because he's got no control over himself. And so uh, they start laying. Out, yeah, I've been thinking this is where Doctor Strange shows up, right? Because he is like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?"
2: And i boop zaps him into the room or whatever. Um, and he's like, "No, another no, inconsistency." Osborn was never revealed to be the Goblin, so Doc Ock should not know that. Mm-hmm. You're right.
3: I mean, we, do we not like? I mean, it, it, you don't think it was revealed after his death?
2: No, because Harry didn't know. But then Harry died. Think, yeah. Yeah, and that is the they thing, right, here.
0: where when they talk about you know, it, he's like, oh, oh, I yes, I'm you're right, you're right, you're right. And that was that the whole thing, right, they, you know, whatever. And, yeah, so you're there, uh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, send them all back, I got this little box, I'm going to do the little spell in it, and then I'm going to hit the little thing, and then bam, but boom boom, boom, he gets sent back, and everybody's happy, right? I'm like, hey, I guess so. everybody's happy, all right, cool, whatever. Um... But they start thinking about it more, and Peter, you know, tries to lay it out. They're like, we could help these people. And he's like, no, you can't. Like, cause it doesn't make any sense. Even if you yeah. help them here, right, you're going to send them back. They're going to die. They're, they all got sent here the moment they died. How, how's changing their life here going to help them at all, Peter? And he's like, no, we got to try. And like, all right, whatever. No, we're not going to do that. And so he starts casting himself, starts doing his thing, gets the little thing to pop up. that you have to hit the button, and uh, Spider-Man yanks it. And then we're off to the races, right? And it's a whole bunch of crazy effects and crazy things and a crazy fight. And they run outside, and then uh, you know he gets the body knocked out of him, but then
2: he can still control his body from inside. Oh, cool. what, what's the explanation on that, then? What was that all about? Because even Doctor Strange, like, you should be able to do it's this. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Which is yeah. fucking cool as hell. Yeah, no, I, cool. this scene, like I said earlier, I think it's going to be one of the more underrated MCU scenes. It is incredible. I love the choreography. I love that they're like, portals, how could they be cool? Him, like, shooting a web, grabbing his own foot, getting stuck there. The thing they do later on the train with the, uh, the you know, the portal, the portal jump portal type crash stuff. crash
3: between themselves, and, uh, like, you know, you're seeing the reflection of a reflection.
2: So fucking cool. And, of course, the way it ends with him using math and math schools and science. Like, all this scene was pitch perfect. And yeah, he wasn't magic. Thing. Huh? What did you think of it?
1: Um, I absolutely loved this whole sequence. The um, I especially loved the visuals because everybody knows that, like, um, I think the one thing that Doctor Strange brings the strongest is sort of those abstract city visuals. And we got a lot of those sequences in the previews, but it just kept on going and getting cooler and cooler. And I just, I love how weird everything looks. I didn't love the whole math thing, though. Oh, like,
0: I thought it was so cool. It oh, showed how smart yeah. Peter was. I love
1: I, I love the line once it is revealed that that's what he's doing or whatever, but, like, the fact that he's like, oh, it's a whatever thing, geometry. Like, to be I was like, that's, that's weird as, as hell yeah. for, like, it's, I don't know. It just felt very, very weird. But the, the what I like, line to like cap it off worked for me. What I like about it is that,
0: once again, it's, mcu trying to ground something like right like if it is just that the mirror dimensions the mirror dimension the yada, yada like when you and i do have this problem with the end and i'm sure tim will have some explanation for it when we get there but if it's just magic is magic is magic then you're like all right whatever when peter's able to be like wait it's this whatever parallelogram which
2: is what he says you know what i mean like this
0: <laughs> yeah. is just math yeah i like that even there there are rules that you could figure out if you're smart enough and peter of course is a genius Anyway, yeah, um, cool. they go through that whole thing that we just kind of synopsized. You saw know, oh, the goddamn like, movie. It was fucking amazing. I you loved it. it.
3: Trains uh, coming out of nowhere. Right, yeah. Trains splitting up to, like, ten trains. Rad.
0: And, and it's, you know, Spider-Man being Spider-Man, which I love so much. And then, of course, when he leaves and he gets the box and the sling ring from Dr. Strange, <laughs> immediately closes behind him, and it's back to Peter being Peter and nerding right. out with Ned that I just got to fight with Dr. Strange and I won. Nick? Uh, I mean, this is this is, I think... I, that we, I don't want to gloss over too much because I think this is the, at the core of why the MCU is so good. Mm-hmm. They just took two characters that are good guys that we love, and they put them ideologically on opposite sides of each other, and now they have to fight. That is obviously one of the strengths of what – they do that so well. That was obviously the strength of Civil War, and we're seeing it again here. And it's so – it's such a good device for creating conflict in these things. Because in one scene, because – and they're not wrong, right? Like, neither of them are wrong. As we've seen, Dr. Strange is 100% right. He should have just hit that button probably. Peter, you Peter, you could have hard be <laughs> Well, no, I mean, Peter, Peter's not wrong in wanting to help these guys and wanting to wanting to save them and cure them, right, and, and send them back so they don't have to be killed. But also, like, well, I,
2: uh, but send them I, back I,
0: where their destiny is. I mean, all, all I'm saying is an argument can be made, which is why this is so fascinating. They put them in, you know, I think that's that's good storytelling. But go ahead, Greg. I mean, it's, we don't have to get lost in the weeds on it. We? It's just my fact of I don't understand of – they they walk through and, they, and like Jamie Foxx is like I was about to thing. I was gonna be more powerful than ever and then what happens I lose I you know what I mean and Otto's like I'm about to sing and I was gonna and something happen. like they they're getting pulled out like I I I prophesized like when we were talking about this right the moment before they die mm-hmm. so even if you send back a Norman Osborne who's totally like I'm cool the glider's still coming at him at that moment if you send back an Auk who's like I'm cool Peter's about cool. To, like, he, He's still got to his sacrifice down, yeah. to sing like. I don't like. You're not saving anybody from their fate. You're honestly just wasting your time because you're coming oh, back people who are still going to die. You can send them like,
1: back to maybe a different point in time. I don't know if they can hey you like that. That's not explained. That. I magic, assume you're going back to the moment you yeah. keep
0: things going, okay. man. Magic, If you want to get into the ending, that's the whole thing too. Of like, we need make every so to close this. Everyone has to forget I'm Peter Parker, right? Yes, and that will end everything. Great. Real quick, Peter, give me your phone. Hey, it's Steven. It's me, Steven. The, this guy, we had to do this thing and do the thing. So do, when this is when he plays this for you, you need to make cast a magic spell that reverts back to the thing that everybody's remembering. We've already closed off the other he- loop that'll close the old spell. So now we just do a spell, thanks, Steven. I'll
1: do it for you. Everyone remembers that the, the files get deleted. Great, oh, God, God, okay. um, sure, I, I do sure. want Kevin and Tim. To, to, the I do want Kevin and Tim to keep a, a, a sort of sharp eye on the sequence where the trains are kind of they revol- they so make that right, cylinder, up. you know, around them. Peter says a line, and it reminded me of either something MCU or something from another franchise of some sort, but it's a line that's, like, was one or two words off from something that we all kind of know really closely, mm-hmm. and just keep an eye out for that, like, keep mm-hmm. an ear out for that, because he says something that I, I need to remember what it was. Was just it like Carol yeah, so No, no, <laughs>
3: like, legitimately, it was something, right? It was, like, a throwaway phrase, right? No,
1: no, no. He says he no, says an no. actual line, like, kind of regarding... It's similar to how we say, forget everything you know. Like, I feel like it's one of those stupid lines that's very, yeah. very memorable uh, to us, uh, re- or to me, at least. Really quick, to go back to the
3: movie now, like, the, I think that the next scene, like, when he comes out of the um, that fight, is so, so much like, wow, this is why I love the MCU. It is, like... Suddenly he is a kid again, and he's got like it's kids being kids, you know. Like he goes there, he brags to his friends. Everyone's like, "All right, well, let's do the next move." I it's just like to me that that makes me excited for a possible X Men cinematic anything. Like to see mm-hmm. a bunch of teenagers hanging out with abilities and how they all can handle that together. Like yeah, it's cool.
0: And so, yeah, gets out, got the sling ring, Ned puts it on, all right, cool, This I, I wasn't here, but you guys set up the fact that you mentioned the magic thing, uh, is this the first time he fist bumps and
2: something happens, or, right, there's a spark, or wig, yeah, do their handshake, sparks. Yeah, they do their hands. yeah, Love yeah, the I handshake, oh, and the oh, and the handshake, fucking, it kills me both times, it made me, like, not tear up, I cried with the handshake, god Uh, And so, yeah, he does handshapes Ned and
0: gives him the sling ring, gives MJ the box. You guys got to go away to a safe spot. I'm going to try to get these guys cured and get them back on the right path. I don't want you to be around for it, obviously, in case it goes wrong. MJ's like, great, but if you don't check in, I'm hitting the fucking button and sending them all back. He's like, totally cool. That would be really rad if you did that. Please do that. Do that. Um, IGGY. And so there we go. (laughs) <laughs> they yeah. break up. I think Peter lays it all out for everybody, right, all the bad guys there. You're about to die, and I want to try to fix you or whatever, and this is the whole thing or whatever, and some of them take it good, some of them take it bad, but we're all out of the, the building. Yeah.
3: And one last thing with that whole Peter sure, trying please. to fix them. I, he doesn't know the rules. Like, all he knows is that these people are broken and hurt and sending them back the way there is, they, they will die. So I think that he thinks he if he's doing whatever he can, right, for the situation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sure, and again, it's it, like I I think there is something to be said, you know. Uh, Doctor Strange says it. I think later, or, no, it already would have happened. The whole thing of just like I forget sometimes that you're a kid, and like I yeah. know people are annoyed by that and this version of Spider Man, but I do love that that this version of Spider Man because you do get those moments, right? Of, definitely of growth. Of he beats Strange, comes out, and then nerds out about. I love that. I love yeah. that he still has that about it. Him, even to the fact of like what we'll see later. Of like, if you where would your Peter go? Empire State Building, Chrysler Building, the top of his school, right? Like, that's so fucking cool. Yeah. Of like, that's who this Spider Man is. Anyway. Mm-hmm gets all the guys on board to at least some degree, takes them over to Happy's apartment. We get the amazing scene of them all walking in on a little security cam, which I fucking love. Uh, and then they all bicker a bit about what's happening. You know, Otto's, you know, I forget what, Otto has a great line about the condominium. I forget exactly what he says, but it, it's so fucking good. And it's just, uh, all right, we got to get to work on this. And we're. Gonna I'm a bit this. of a scientist myself. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, so,
3: yeah, I mean. so good.
0: Um, And, you know, uh, yeah, Norm is out. He's helping. Uh, They start going through and using the Stark technology in the other room. They're going to, you know, work on the thing. Okay, cool. Uh, They make a new inhibitor chip for Doc. He goes up there. They put it in. He goes down. He comes back up with a big breath, and he's amazed by how quiet it is, right? And we get to see Otto Octavius again, who I love in Spider-Man 2. Beautiful. As a a normal person and then as a villain. But it was, again, Mm -hmm. cathartic, sweet moment to see him come back that way and then be down to help and try to work on all this stuff.
1: And even as I was let down by what happens at the end with him, like this moment here was just – so well done and well-written, and I, I loved sort of that clarity that he showed mm-hmm. and just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It, it's like all the videos of, like, I can't see color, but they yeah, put on yeah, glasses, yeah. colorblind glasses, and I was like, oh, my God, and they cry like I felt like that for yeah. him. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, Sandman's being funny, uh you know, right? He's falling apart, trying to get dust off the couch, that he's, or sand off the couch okay. that he's putting. And it's fun stuff. Um, Electra not fully on board. Uh, eventually, though, they he, he sees the uh, arc reactor. Yeah, uh, Nick. Weird. Again, weird that they just didn't let Thomas Hayden Church be in this scene. I guess he was just doing V.O. for the movie or what? Like, why did so, he, yeah, I don't I know actually, what's up with oh, that because we talked about this at the end, right, that the footage of him as Flint Marco in the Statue of Liberty is reused Spider-Man 3 footage. Tim, take it yeah, away.
2: Yeah, I got a little bit more clarification on this. So the Rice Ethan and the um, Thomas That's Hayden Church, yeah, Lizard, both footage were from Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man 3 Hold you. reused old footage. Sorry, what? Hold you, told I you. told you. If it "Told you through his banana muffin yeah. or uh, They they were on set. They did go and uh, like they were on set for some things, so but they ended up not using uh, new footage from them. But it is their voices uh, recorded for for both uh, different characters. So I, I do cool.
3: think that also that they've both aged significantly. Oh, that's
2: what the, sorry, that's what it is. Uh, the de aging of, of Sandman would have been more difficult to animate than the Sandman.
3: Yeah, oh, so that out. Was their, shout was their, to the de aging exactly. that we did see for um, Willem, Defoe, Willem Dafoe and Molina, like both of them, I think looked shockingly good because they are much older in real life.
2: Yeah, and I getting ahead of it, I love that they didn't do it to Toby. I love that he just is Toby McGuire now. Yeah, uh, continue, Craig.
0: No, uh, and that makes sense, right? Because they go on to live. So mm-hmm. you're, you're pulling people out of where they are on yeah. the timeline in terms of their life, and then these guys obviously at the end of their lives. Um, in the same way, I love so much the. Spider-Man conversations. I did enjoy the villain conversations here, right? Between like Flint and Electro, where it was like, "How did you get your powers?" <laughs> "I fell into a vat of I fell uh, into a collider. Got to, got to be careful where you fall.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: um, so good. Uh, you know, at some point the arc reactor is on the the thing that's making all the stuff, and uh, Electro sees that he's like, mm, I'm it. and it's a new element too, right? The, an element that doesn't exist in his world. Of of course, yeah. we remember when Tony made this. Um, however eventually they, he puts a little battery on and starts counting up whatever Oh, hilariously the lizard we don't want to animate the lizard in this apartment but so
2: the lizard stayed in the truck everybody <laughs> really didn't like that like that I, I like the Sandman and Lizard being in this but oh. this is one of the scenes that really kind of bothers me where I I don't like him staying in the truck I don't like the close up on him being like and now it begins like I, it I, it makes sense plot wise I guess but I just thought that was a little bit uninspired and it, it's a weird thing it's one of the few moments of the movie that made me go hmm
4: I, do you I think sneaking really
2: him in would have been a pain in the
0: ass? Well, I mean, you snuck in a guy yeah. that's made of sands. I know it was kind of on the nose, but I liked it because it backs up sort of a little bit of the theme where it's like, shit's inevitable. So you, there's, sometimes there are situations where, like, no matter how hard you try, bad things happen. And then you can that, change that's where you become really a hero,
2: right? You have to choose to still do the right thing. And Which I do I, think is backed up. Uh, you're making a good point because it's backed up with lizard specifically because his whole thing was trying to help himself, trying to help people yeah. with uh, his cure and shit. And he's like, you can't do it. I tried doing that, <laughs> it's and it didn't work. backfired. Yeah. Man,
1: I you. you. You want, want to change like... into a lizard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I
3: didn't think either of those guys needed to be included. I feel like their story, mo- for the most part, fell flat. Like you know, uh, Sandman want just wants to go back to his daughter. And uh, the lizard, <laughs> like, he had already been cured, but I guess now the cure that uh, Garfield made
5: is a better cure,
3: maybe? I don't know.
5: Same cure, I think? Because he
1: already cured him once. He right? definitely he said already. it was
3: the same cure, and, like, as Tim and I talked, uh, we, he, he mentioned that, like, at the end of that movie, the the post-credit scenes, one, yeah, has him kind of looking like he's going to turn back.
0: Oh, uh, okay. That, maybe turn back. solution, Yeah. 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 It would get you through it, though. It would get you through it. That's what's most important. All it's right, so effect. anyways, this is all going right, and uh, when the, everything seemed like it's going really great. Everybody's having a great time. But then Peter gets the biggest Spider-Sense of all time, the uh. biggest, biggest Peter Tingle mm. of all time. And yeah, it's just like, mm. wah, 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 and he's like, everything goes quiet, and he like walks out in the room, and he's obviously in this room full of fucking Spider-Man's greatest villains, even if they're not yeah. his, right?
2: And, like, Nick, looking what's, around, that, what's that technique called? The, the, the camera? Channel?
1: The Hitchcock. Oh, you got all hands out. Yeah. It's a dollar right. ever. It's Really cool. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, do want, I do want to point out also for anybody that may have felt like me or similar to how I was feeling during this, where in the intro scene we get um, J. Jonah Jameson in front of a green screen, and then later on we see him in his studio sort of thing, and the, the explaining explanation there is that he got so popular with the whole Spider-Man reveal that he got big upgrades, and now he has a studio and a bunch of coworkers. But for me, what I thought was happening was that we were seeing two different J. Jonah Jamesons of different success levels Ah. in two different universes. Mm. And so when he arrived there at the building, I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, we have, like, we're dealing with two different planes and two different multiverses. This is all about to, like, something's about to happen in a similar way to, like, you know, whenever there's two planes of action and it sort of builds up and builds up. I thought we were going to have something like that. Uh when the spider when the spider sense is going off I thought Peter was gonna to, to be like, Oh my god, like you there's other people in a different place but really it was the it was the Willem Dafoe moment which yeah. was still equally badass. Well, I was just wondering how much they had to pay IGN for the Daily Fix logo.
0: Exactly. Yeah, was, you know, <laughs> Good point. Stolen right Crazy. there. Uh, as you point out, yeah, Jay Jonah Jameson is outside now. On his uh, guy tipped him off there. There. Um, upstairs, like I said, the spider sense goes off in the biggest way possible, and a peer comes out. and He's just surveying, surveying, surveying. And I, this is where I was like, Are they about to fucking introduce Venom? Is Venom about to like smash through a fucking window? And instead, he just webs. <laughs> and it's Green Goblin, right, he gets, uh, go- it's Norman, but he gets them webbed, and he turns around, and sure, his shit a Green Goblin, and he starts fucking monologuing, about, you know, there's no way you'd fix me, and you know, way you'd do this, and you know, you fell right into the trap, and yada, 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 and then shit pops off, and it just gets fucking hairy in there, it, it, there's people are fighting, I, yeah, there's power so much, a lot. yeah, you, they send Doc Ock, they revert Doc Ock back here, right, where now he's,
1: he's no longer good, good or whatever, what? but like, what feels the know. show is just. I don't think they reverted
0: him. I think he
3: just runs away.
1: That's supposed to be. Uh, uh, they're trying to play with your expectations yeah, and make yeah. you think that he used the Stark tech to like burst the new inhibitor chip because yeah. uh, Jamie Fox is like, I like the way you were. Yeah, and back exactly, earlier. Right, yeah, I think we're meant to think that he is reverted back, so that when he I, shows up at the end, oh, he's man. evil again. Nope, he's it good. Works. And <laughs> guess what? Never worked. Yeah, so yeah, Tyler replied, "Hey, how come
0: he didn't fucking help when he was killing my aunt?" Like, if, you were, if you were really good the whole time, why don't you just well, help me fucking fight these guys? Like, you could have schooled the shit out of these guys. You're really same powerful. Same thing with Sandman. Like, it, they yeah.
3: just both decided to you know, run Martin's away. a big moron. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they both
3: decided to run away, and I feel like that's kind of that little hand wave of, like, I no, mean, su- oh. i not surprised
1: that Clint Barton is a moron, too. Flint and Clint, two morons, you know? Oh, <laughs> Anyways, so
0: they, they, it pops off, and we get just the best. Green Goblin Spider Man fight, we've seen it on camera today. Oh so this God. is when fucking. And like, Willem Dafoe, God bless him for doing all his own stunts, and like, that was one of his things to come back for. And when fucking Tom Holland's hauling off on his face and he comes back and he's grinning, I was like, you are still terrifying, if not more terrifying. Absolutely. And then, like, a spine buster through like 19 floors of this apartment yeah. building, I was like, this is fucking insane. What a cool fight. What a cool action sequence. Brawling all over. Jay Jonah sees Spider-Man crawling up the wall. That shit's breaking out. I'm skipping all over the place, but you know how it is. It's just yeah, May is going down the stairs with the bag yeah. and a stuff. A visual treat, this entire fucking mm. thing, right? Goddamn so good. Eventually, though, yeah, we get to the ground floor uh, the fight. The cops are showing up or whatever about to show. Um, you know, uh, Spider-Man and Goblin yell a bit more at each other. Uh, May's there. And then, yeah, the glider flies in, hits May, knocks her down. Uh goblin gets out of there uh you know peter and may pop back up and again this is where i was like oh fuck they they killed her like i knew I, like when she got hit i was like she's dead and then when she got up i'm like oh she's dead and they're gonna really twist the fucking knife and it's sure as shit they twist the knife where she gets up and spidey basically is like this is you know i this is i'm so sorry i shouldn't have done this this is stupid or whatever she's like no you have to fight for everybody you know with great power there must come great responsibility Dude, she oh. straight up fucking pulled A Mr. Miyagi moment from fucking Karate Kid 3 where she was like, hey, focus. Mm. I was so fucking dead, man. I was like, God, Risa Tomei. Give her. I, I know that she probably won't get an Academy Award for this, but I would fucking vote for her. She got it for my cousin Vinny, and I think once you oh, get it, you can yes, would vote for her. I would vote for her.
1: her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, let, you
0: let's get tweet at
1: her, her that, that, that. Let's tweet at <laughs> her that she gets a Nick approval. <laughs> no, please don't do that. And also, <laughs> let's not tweet at
0: her how close we can get to risk Tomei. Whatever, fucking. Oh, I won. I didn't even answer. Yeah, yeah, and did it. Um. Of course, she goes down. She falls down. Uh, she. Peter puts his hand, comes up with the blood. She's like, "What? Are you bleeding?" Like, she's just so out of it, right? She just needs to catch her breath. She just needs to catch her breath.
2: There's so uh, much to say about the scene, but one thing that I I want to like point out is how amazing of a role reversal this is from seeing Tom die in or you know, flip in Tony's arms. And like, mm. I I love Tom Holland's. Uh acting there where he's kind of like trying to hold on to about what's happening because he's Spider-Man because of the spider since he lasts a little longer than the other people do. And seeing Tony just be fucking utterly devastated by the yeah. whole thing. This is such a good flip of that, where I love how long they sit on her being dead in his arms and him talking to her and him, be, even before wake up. Dies, him being like, I, I I'm with you. It's just us. It's just me and you. And then like, a wake up. Come on, wake up. Wait. Hey, and I just, it's like, it's that Simba moment. Like they, yeah. they oh, really yeah. like oh, allowed yeah. it, to hit in a way that was powerful.
0: And, this, and I'm sobbing there right there. I mean, I, you know, Obviously, we all bring our own thing to cinema and, and any kind of entertainment and how it touches you emotionally. And I, I forget now if it's just his hand on her forehead or if he kisses her forehead, and it just fucking broke me because obviously every – 19 hours a day, it feels like I'm holding Benjamin, usually kissing his head. And granted, role reversal of child, parent, parent, child. Uh, yeah. But it was just like, oh, my fucking God, right? The, and I, in that moment, be like, oh, he lost his mom. You know what I mean? Like, that's who Aunt May obviously is to him in this world. Um, however, there's no time to really mourn, right? Uh, Happy drives up. Uh, he gets in between Spider-Man, May, and the cops. Uh, the cops are obviously continuing to come up. Uh, they're ordering Happy out of the car, Happy screaming at uh, Peter to run, run. You have to run. Uh, eventually, they get Happy out of the car. They get closer to Spider-Man. They open fire. He catches one of the arm, but then he's able to scurry away and get out of there. Ooh, just Spider-Man, you know. Uh, meanwhile, then, we go to uh, Ned's. I assume where he lives, right? It's his grandma's apartment or whatever, but she, they live together or whatever. Uh, goes to grandma's house. Was his mom, right? I don't think it was his mom. No, it was
3: his man. grandma. Lola.
0: Lola. Yeah. Oh, Lola. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, so, uh, MJ and Ned are there. Uh, they're seeing the aftermath on TV, of course of everything that's just happened. MJ has the box. Uh, she's finally like, I'm just going to hit the button. He's like, no, no, we can't do it. I just wish I could see Peter, right? And <laughs> like there's a little bit of
2: Doctor Strange stuff. Hold on, the, you, the, before the scene, I, I just want to like call out the scene that is directly after the Death of seeing Tom Holland on the rooftop where it's raining with the giant um, oh, LED like, yeah, yeah right, right, right screen right, right, right. getting the J. Jonah thing and like, it is just twisting the freaking like uh, dagger into all of our hearts because J. Jonah Jameson going fucking off on how horrible a person's Spider-Man I mean, is and all the power. And it's like Tom just has to sit there all and, a like, he brings, devastating yeah. thing, realize, like, this is me. This is who I am. This is how yep. people see me. It's It was so fucking powerful. And then Kevin earlier saying, like, the levity of, like, the Garfield moment of being followed by Ned with the magic. They did that exactly here. The most devastating moment we've seen in so long. And then immediately we get them at Ned's grandma's place. Continue, Greg.
0: No problem, and I like Jay Jonah's sign off. By the way, God help us all, because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> he's, like, yeah. he's like as always. God help us all. I'm so used to newscasters being positive. Um, well, not this day and age. Um, back at the thing. Yeah, we I could see Peter. They fi- he, fi- he figures it out, you know, and he's like, you show me, or where is Spider Man, or show me Spider Man, or whatever, and opens the thing, and we get Spider Man in a dark alleyway, right? We see the eyes. And immediately, I remember the, the audience, <gasps> like there was a gasp for the audience yeah, again. I'm like, holy shit, know. it's happening, yeah. it's fucking happening. And sure as shit, that Spider Man approaches as they scream at him, and then jumps through, and it's uh, Andrew Garfield. Uh, he pops mm-hmm. off the mask, it's, uh, the, it's Andrew Garfield. They still have the for it. It's so super surprising to me that he was in the universe. I wasn't expecting that. When they when they did this, I thought this was going to be us going to his universe and pulling him in. Yeah. Not that he had come through just like the bad guys and had been bumming around New York, unable to find everybody, which I truly believe. But anyways, doesn't matter. He's there. A great, amazing scene here with Ned and MJ, right? She keeps throwing bread at him. He's like, I got this It's doesn't it against bread. Sticks to something. father he just jumps up and sticks to the wall. Dude. I, now, now, okay. I now,
3: I Now crawl now. across
0: the wall. Yeah. Like, no, this is, is
3: enough.
5: enough. <laughs> <It's> more <laughs> than making like grandma
3: coming out and and uh, speaking to Tagalog and kind of telling him
5: Get the like, get this web. It, get yeah. this web in the corner.
3: <laughs> yep. And it's so good. It's such a grandma so thing to do. Yep. Grandma's not live. worried
0: that Spider-Man's there. She's, can you help me out with that? Thing and again, Spider-Man. it's such a great moment bringing us, even though the movie's definitely changed its tone, back to the kid moment of like, it's three kids in, in their grandma's house, or a grandma's house, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, of course I'll do it for you, grandma. I'm not going to do it for them, but you need me to clean up the place. Yeah, she yeah. gets the cobweb I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we go on a bit more about it and stuff here, and then, you know, show me Peter Parker. Show me Peter Parker. Opens it up. There it is. It's Toby fucking McGuire looking goddamn good. Comes on out.
3: All right, oh, hold on. Fucking left this, and right. Wouldn't, like, lame introduction to him just be, like, a guy standing sideways like, oh, Hey, it was closed. perfect they for who Joe there. McGuire is. I hey, love it. Yeah, the moment Tim, I saw this the premiere. It was perfect.
2: I thought it, and the first thing I thought was not, oh, my God, I can't wait to see Joe McGuire again. This is amazing. My first thought was, I can't wait to hear what Nick Starpino has to say about <laughs> this.
0: I don't have anything too, to say about it, too. Tim.
2: I have something to pantomime, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> they did <fit us. laughs> <laughs> it! Was, uh, okay, they it They so
0: watched the interview.
1: They knew. <laughs> it was
0: so good. And gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah. And no, don't they even call it up? Like, wait, this is just some fucking regular <laughs> guy. <laughs> <laughs> not,
1: even
3: not
0: even Spider-Man. He goes, Hi, can, I'm it, Peter.
3: <laughs> it kind of seemed like uh, maybe a little bit of a fuck you. Not a fuck you, but as much a, like, uh, you know, making him a little more modest of like, out of all the Spider-Men, he's like the one that like fame seemed to like do the, the most for.
0: As Spider-Man or Toby or As, uh, Toby the actor? Oh, oh yeah, like I, he, I mean you
3: know he's got all the bunch of controversy like him kind of being a dick and yeah. letting the fans really get to his head, trying to get them trying to, trying do to trying get him, get and be like, yeah, yeah. oh look, it's just some old dude. Well, he,
0: yeah, uh, I will give About it to Toby Wire. I think he, I think he looks good in this. I like the haircuts, um, and I like how they kind of square off on each other first, and then realize that they're that was both awesome. Where they both shoot it. webs, they both jump and dodge, yeah. and they come down to kind of like give each other the nod, like all right, I see what's up, you know what I mean. Um, and I like, I think we like we start to develop the roles here, right? And Toby sort of is the weathered, sort of old wiser Spider-Man, and he becomes the mentor for the other two Spider-Men, which I, which I kind of found to be a fascinating relationship. <laughs> Loved it. Not only that, because it just mirrors real life, right? He was the first one there. He weathered all the storms of really that the rough start for Spider-Man. And, and they have that moment where Tom Holland kind of thanks them at the end of the movie for – and you, it's symbolically paving the way for his success as the most successful in, like, you know, spider yeah. the most mad movies. It's great. Uh, and so, yeah, we get more dialoguing here, a, little, a few more things going on. Uh, but then eventually, it's, yeah, we got to find your Peter and they have Where the Peter conversation. Where would you go? Yeah, you know, I would go to the Chrysler building, Empire State, better, or I, Empire State, Chrysler building, better view. It is a really nice yeah. view. And back to your point, too, of like, you know, Garfield's, like, giving him the business, like, making little jabs, and Toby's like, it is a really good view. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Not swinging back, not I getting got nothing engaged. to prove, yeah. And so then, yes, yeah, so of course, it is the school rooftop. Uh, Peter's there crying. Uh, MJ and Ned show up. They come, I'm choking up to saying it. They uh, come in uh, and just kneel down and hug him and say they're sorry and stuff, and it's like, oh my god, like, what a beautiful moment between them, right? And they hold it. They let it breathe for a while, which I love. And then, our, and then MJ's like, but we're not alone, right? spider Spider Sense yeah, yeah goes off right and then when sure. Thompson's like,
3: ready to fight. It's just yeah. like seeing him so on edge, like man, Tom Holland's great in this role. He Amazing. really nails it, yep.
0: Amazing. Uh, spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they come down, uh, and again, just a fucking cool thing of seeing Tobey Maguire mm-hmm. and, in and Andrew Garfield be Spider-Man. The Spider-Man-y things, you know what I mean? They come down. Tom doesn't want to hear it. You know, he's very much like, no, no, I, you know, you don't know what I'm going through. and don't say you know what I'm going through. And then they start opening up their war chest of <laughs> wounds, right? Of like, Garfield, like, I, you know, lost him. I lost, uh, did he say, yeah, Gwen, my, you know, my MJ. Uh, I lost her, and I couldn't do it, and I've been in a dark place, and I, you know, whatever. What's he say? I raged for a while or whatever and didn't. I stopped, I stopped pulling my punches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got rageful. Which and I love that, you know, I stopped pulling my punches and later we'll see, you know, Peter fight goblin and stop pulling his punches. Uh anyways, you know, that it got rageful, yeah, blah blah blah. And they go back a little bit, right? And then it's this whole thing and then uh, the lead up to uh with great power comes great responsibility. How do you know that? Uncle Ben said it, the night he died, like this is hmm. just fucking fan service. Fuck yes, this is the if you were telling me you I was gonna see these people on screen, these are the conversations I want to see them to have, right? Absolutely. And so it is sorry, what absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. and so then it is this idea of great power comes great sp- responsibility let's team up stop them uh, you know let's work on cures for everybody right and so then uh, it's back to the lab or to the lab I guess in the high school which is fucking dope as hell Science bro, three Peter oh, Parkers doing amazing yeah. fucking stuff, breaking it up. You know Garfield like, oh, I cured him once, I can do it again
1: or whatever, and I'm walking off. And just,
0: yeah, oh my god, god. the
1: line of Garfield to Jacob Vidalon being, or uh, of Toby Maguire. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend once. I had to kill him uh, after he tried to kill me or whatever. Like yeah. that died in my arms. <laughs> Tragic. <laughs> <Absolutely. Yeah. laughs> that moment, and then just Ned's reaction to it, and just being like, fuck. <laughs> also, Ned, Ned, later, Ned being like, don't worry, Peter,
3: I'll never kill you. Like, I'll never yeah. turn bad and try to kill you. And uh, Garfield being like,
1: <laughs> 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 that's just so
2: good. Uh, I Al, how crazy is it going to be when Ned comes back as a villain and faces off against Tom Holland? It's going to be that. fucking rad. Couple movies really, from now. uh mm-hmm. I
0: love that this this high school science the chemistry lab has everything they possibly could need. <laughs> it is a science high school, <laughs> sure, it is yeah, a midtown science high like they they I guess you could just i i i I love it but this mean, is mean, he, it. he makes his web fluid there, and no one notices the yeah. gallons of whatever he's using is missing, so that's fair I have yeah, like where they have a conversation about the webs, too right yeah They're yeah, like yeah. this is where they have all the conversations again you know this is a complicated oh, conversation, maybe? this is the thing they all oh, yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Peter? All uh, right, and it, Peter, then, Peter? then it's like, okay, we've got everything ready to go. We'll have to go have a face-off and do the thing. And I do love the You're dress <laughs> <but that, laughs> like a youth pastor? I, I love the, the youth pastor look, but if you bring your suit, and Toby pulls it down, he's got his suit on, of course, because he's fucking dope as hell. And so... um. I feel like was there ever a cut back to the villains that we need to worry? I guess not, right? They no. were just doing their villainy stuff. No. So from here, we're at the Statue of Liberty. Of course, this has been in the background of—I don't—I don't think you guys touched on it while I was on the background of this movie as we've gone of people po- talking about a new Statue of Liberty poll results. Are you happy with it? Uh, even the latest episode of Hawkeye references it uh, from uh, Black right, Widow. Yeah. Really cool. I also enjoy that Rogers the musical. Is, you know, it has billboards all over. The MCU is such oh, a fucking impressive that. goddamn That's thing. Awesome. Such an impressive season of entertainment. Uh, anyways, so, uh, uh, our Spider-Man. Tom Holland calls into Jay Jonah's show uh, and tells him I'm at the Statue of Liberty you know I, 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 I did this I want you know that I tried to help everybody but like let's come and settle this kind of thing and so he hangs up and like all right they're on their way and then again it's just the three Spider-Men fucking talking and it's so goddamn good. The back problem he's like I have a little mid back problem. Oh yeah that's and coming you know, out, yeah like, that happens like popping out oh, it's great and they're just talking like yeah what's the weird we already talked about it you know what's the craziest villain you've ever fought like well, oh, yeah, I fought a black I bought a black goo from space oh that's really cool I fought a guy in space i fought a guy from space well i fought. i'm in space too oh, that's i'm lame
2: <laughs> i just fought a, a russian guy in a, a suit. No, no, man, you're suit I, I love this so much because like it's like, all the amazing it's all the memes and all the things that we want to see but again it, it backs up so much great character moments with all this stuff but i love toby B, or, uh being like i'm lame and he's like you you're not lame <laughs> like and that's everyone's criticism of it. andrew garfield too cool like too cool. they they made this movie for us man yeah they did
0: uh of course, then it's on approach uh it's uhlectra gets her first All right. It doesn't matter too much. Sam yeah, I mean, the like,
2: in the air first.
0: Yeah, yeah, lizard gets there and they all start fighting and they're doing well. They're not doing well. They're bumping into each other. They're you know they're like Alec Baldwin in The Departed, just bumping mm-hmm. into each other, like right. Sweat right. and bumping right. into everything, and just ultimately ruining the tone of the movie. Which again, Marty, what was the tone of that film? Was this <laughs> They get they get, they get it's they it's much whooped for a little bit is. and eventually they get back up and they're like, listen, the reason we're failing is that we're not acting as a team. Like we're you know we got to in. I thought I was Peter too. I, no, you're Peter three. You know. What in this fun stuff conversation. And then eventually, the, all right, listen, I'm, I didn't want to brag, but I am an Avenger. Oh, that's awesome. What is that? What is you are the
2: Avengers? No. they a, a band?
0: Are you an Avenger? Are you a band? <laughs> and so now we got to attack together. I'm Peter, one Peter two So Yeah, exactly. So fucking good. I can't wait to see this guy. And then we get the fucking, then we get the money shot, man. The yeah. I, mean, I think uh, the first shot in the whole movie. But yeah, let's go! They all run, they all jump off, they all woohoo, they all and swing right. I'm I'm open though. mouth
1: crying right here, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It is
0: tears This of is wh- this is where
2: I turned to Barrett and I was like, I, how is this happening? And how and, is it working? Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. is this working? It's so I, good. This was the moment we finally get the the score kicking in, where mm-hmm. the fucking theme. But it sounds more like the Sam Raimi version, where there's just a choir going, oh
1: man, dude, they are so. popping off. Whoever like the people that's saying that. Sing that they think mm-hmm. like it was their last gig ever, and Raimi is going to murder them all afterwards. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you got a gun to their head.
0: <laughs> so this is where we get the leak shot from the trailer where the invisible man punches
1: <laughs> They're doing that.
0: They're flying around. They're having a great time. They're making their moves up. Of course, things start going to awry, and people are getting bopped all around. Um, is this when Gavi shows up and does that? No. they cure, They cure Sandman up there. Flint, Sandman they here, you stupid moron. Then more stuff's going on. And they they square up against Electro. And then, That's when Octopus shows up, grabs him do think the a desk. A little, a little, him, a little, a little uh, red herring for him. Uh, right. then, then they, I believe,
1: then they, we the get the great scene through. between. Yeah, they carry the lizard there, yeah. Um, I lizards. wanted
5: to pepper in, yeah,
0: of
1: and, course. And meanwhile, MJ. And, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I was going to say, yeah, meanwhile, they were, MJ and Jacob. They couldn't kind of close the portal, and, right, yeah. They couldn't close the portal,
0: right, and this lizard trashed through the high school, got them out of there. Uh, this is when, yeah, like, you know uh, – Goblins shown up at this point. Uh, MJ falls. You know, Tom Holland goes to get her, but he gets knocked out by right. Green Goblin. Uh, this is then when Andrew Garfield sees his moment. He jumps down and he grabs her, like we already talked about. Just an amazing piece of acting here. Uh, grabs it, lands it. Are you okay? Yeah. Are you? And he just shakes his head. Yeah. Like I'm already tearing up again. I, saying I, it so well. So well done. So I, well, I can't. You can't compliment it enough. I don't want to gloss over the scene he, the quick scene he had with Jamie Foxx, where Jamie's like, I've never seen your face before. <laughs> And he goes, oh, I kind of thought you were black. And he goes, well, there's got to be a black Spider-Man somewhere, right? Yeah. And well, no, I, cool. I, I apologize. <laughs> I <laughs>
2: thought
0: okay. you were black. Like, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry about <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's to be a somewhere, the, the, the black Spider-Man somewhere in the universe. But I love that. I love how, I love how <laughs> they're just like, well, we're going to get him out. I swear to God, we're going to get the Miles Morales movie at some point.
2: Yeah. You won't hear what I said. This so I just want to point it out because uh, I was thinking about this last night. But this it, it is a plot hole because Electro, in this movie, they That's reveal no does yeah. not <laughs> know who Peter is. So. Yeah,
0: I thought that was weird too. I didn't get that when they they said that. I was like, huh? Yeah, because it, it, it I was yeah, He, knew details. he did. We you guys have watched Amazing Spider-Man too yeah. more recently than I have. Like he didn't know it. He didn't know it, right?
1: Yeah. I, I would no. love it if you asked John Watts and Kevin Feige about this they're like yeah, yeah but it's cool absolutely yeah, make him yeah. it. cool. Jamie Foxx is great you know yeah. Jamie Foxx and also yeah. the, I think we just wanted Jamie Foxx to actually
0: redo it and, and just kill it was it fucking he awesome it yeah. 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 That, yeah. yeah that
3: star that comes up when he's super high powered in front of his face like I yeah. love that they like remade people's outfits to like incorporate the old idea but like the, also Wanda WandaVision yeah, yeah. Also, utilizing new stuff that like looks and fits the aesthetic.
1: MJ saved.
0: She's down there. Ned is saved by the cave and an awesome thing. Doctor Strange shows up. He's doing shit up there, right? Uh, at some point, his spell got fucked up too. Remember, and uh, the purple cracks are happening in the thing, and he's closing them, but all hell's breaking loose. But he's up oh, there trying the to hold it all together.
3: Goblin stuck a grenade in the right. MJ, yeah, yeah,
0: MJ, yeah. She, he took the thing from her, did it, then it got back to uh, them, and then he blew it up. Yeah, blew up the whole fucking thing. Doctor Strange stuff. They're just trying to hold the fucking world together. Um, down on ground level, Peter then gets to square off now with the Green Goblin. He took out his glider, and now he, they're over there fighting on Captain America's shield for the <laughs> Statue of Liberty. And they just go at it and fucking, like, this is like Metal Gear. You know what I mean? Remember, oh, you, yeah. remember those battles, you know, these one-on-ones that you get down into? fucking rad. Like, That's a good just, point. It's, it's like yeah. the final battle in
1: 4, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or I think we should remember, more importantly, uh, Black Superman, Aegis Elba versus The Rock and... Um save them and save them yeah three of them there's just two right? <laughs> so my example
0: and this is a one-on-one fight too so it kind of makes sense mm-hmm. uh, they go and they, yeah Tom Hollander's not pulling his punches he is fucking going hard on this and he gets the upper hand and he's beating the shit out of Gobby. And, and what I'm, does he
2: do Greg? a move from Marvel Spider-Man 4 on PlayStation 4 where he throws him up with the web does the flip and slams him down hell yeah Hell, yeah.
0: Uh, and, yeah, so he's got him down, and he goes and grabs the glider, and he hauls up. with. The, oh, Earlier, both of the other spider men landed and were, like, watching this happen. They were like, this seems like it's getting out of his hand, but let's let it play out. Uh, he gets up. He goes down to give the killing blow, and Toby Maguire pops in and grabs
1: it and stops him. And they have this, like, and just has the most Toby Maguire weird, face of yeah, all time looking expression. at him. Weird expression. He,
3: he's just, like, and it's, like,
1: Jesus. Uh, I'm staring blankly into the camera. It's just Toby Maguire's face. That's just how he is. Uh,
0: and of course, for it like Tom relents and, and backs it off, and they, they he drops the thing. But Goblin, of course, then stabs Toby Maguire in the back, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Did they just kill Tobey Maguire. I'm like, I do not want to see this guy go out this way. Uh, he goes down uh, at the same point, though. Uh, I guess Tom webs it or whatever. He grabs the cure that Aunt May gave her life for, right? And okay, jacks uh, him in the neck with that. And so Garfield
3: he, throws it, and he catches it. it. Thank Before you.
0: They have Good throw. Good catch. Yeah. Good catch. And so he drops like that. He's down. Um, And he, you know, I think it's pretty much instantaneously he wakes up as Norman and he looks around and he's like, what did I do? Um, uh, And what, what, I, what I wanted him to say was, don't tell Harry. <laughs> 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 right, yeah, 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 I was expecting that. I, one, but yeah, but yeah. I, I of course, skipped uh, when when Goblin did show me. He asked if Spider-Man could come out and play Andy. Oh, and he, yeah. That's
1: yeah. the moment that – Greg has been terrorizing me with nonstop oh, for the Batman. We've been having a lot of fun with him. Uh, yeah. And um, then that moment, he, he rustled me. <laughs> <laughs> Score's fantastic
2: in, in this entire, and from this moment on the movie, it's just like every single scene has the perfect music. But I do want to give a shout-out. They did it. They did what I wanted. We got the amazing Spider-Man theme playing when he saves um, uh, right. Lizard, and we get the um, Sam Raimi theme when he saves um, uh, Sandman. And shout-out too, by the way, we skipped it of uh uh Doc Ock
0: getting in talk to Peter. We talked about it a long, long ago, but in this okay. thing it's like you've gr- you're you've grown up or whatever he says. I you're a mm-hmm. grown man, I love that. Anyways, um Norman what did I do? Then uh you know, you Toby Mulgayer, Spider Man's not dead. I've been stabbed before. I like that line too, right? And so Garfield's helping him out. Uh Peter and he goes to check in on Doctor Strange, He's like, listen man they're coming. It's I can't hold anymore. They're coming through, and we see all this, the silhouettes we talked about. We'll speed through all this. You've seen the silhouettes coming through. He's like, he's like, well, what are we gonna do? He's like, you know, uh, well, you can cast a spell, right? Of make everybody forget Peter Parker. That's the only reason they're coming. Everybody can just forget Peter Parker, and that'll stop this thing, right? No, we won't do it, but it would work. Well, then we need to do it, and this is what it's got to be. Blah blah blah. All right, then you better say your goodbyes. Uh, He jumps down and immediately goes to the two Spider-Men, as we already talked about, you know, stumbles through, very Peter Parker-y, trying to thank them, and Garfield stops and is like, this is what we do. Don't worry. You know what I mean? And they hug, and that's just so fucking good, right? Mm -hmm. Then he hops off, and he goes over to MJ and Ned. Obviously, those two are very happy with what's happened. They're celebrating. And then he lays out that you're going to forget me. Like, this is the only way to stop this and save save our our world or whatever. Uh, You know, a very heartfelt moment from everyone involved here, MJ being very much like, hey, uh, you, you better come find me and tell me or I'll just figure it out again. You know I can't. I've done it before. Uh, him and Ned give the handshake again and just super, super sad. So fucking sad this entire segment. Um... And with that, it's that, right? And the, if Doctor Strange says his goodbye to you or whatever from up the atop the thing. Uh, the, the Everybody we know starts zapping out, the, you know, all the Spider-Men, all the bad guys or whatever. And then Tom swings away, right, or just gets away. I forget what he does, but he gets away. He's not
2: around. He swings away. That's one final look. Like we, Zendaya says, I love you to him, and, and yeah. that all happens. And then she's like, don't say it to me. Come back and find me. He jumps off, and she looks at him, and she mouths, I love you one more time.
0: Nice. Uh, and they all forget, like very dust. And they swing away, and then uh, or what happens? Oh, then we get a Daily Bugle thing where uh, J. Jones is like ripping Spider-Man a new one, and also calling for him to unmask himself. And only only cowards wear masks. Yada yada yada. Um, From there, then it's uh, Peter Parker now in street clothes, rehearsing a speech as he walks through the streets of New York on a snowy day. Uh, He gets to the donut shop, and the the speech is obviously trying to reveal himself to MJ. Uh, He comes in. Uh, she looks at him and then kind of has a moment of recognition. and waves. Ned comes in from behind, uh, sits down, gets his donut. Uh, he walks over there. I'm, I'm Peter. I'm Peter Parker. He starts a speech and I want a cup of coffee. Okay, Peter Parker. Uh, they start bullshitting about MIT because she was having a conversation with Ned about MIT. He sees how great their lives are without him. You know, without this burden of Spider-Man being on them. And uh, he starts again trying to do it and then he just doesn't. He pulls up and he asks her a few questions about if she's happy and she's like, I am. You know, un- uncharacteristically so. And Peter makes the choice to leave what? them be; that they're or better the this cut. cut right? I, yeah,
3: he cut. sees
0: the cut. Right. Yes, I know. Yeah. I'm just trying to go fast, but yes, yes, you see mm-hmm. the Let's cut. Go fast. So and good. And then it's the whole thing of like, I would love a the conversation there. Of like, how do you define that cut? What do you remember exactly? So you just remember you were there when Spider-Man was fighting, and like. Is, is at any point he had his mask off and when the, you just remember it was Spider Man. No Peter Bronck, it doesn't matter, we don't get that though. But again, yes, he sees the b band aid pulls up, he's gonna abort, he's gonna abort the mission and live, let them live their lives. And he doesn't look back and then walks out kinda smiley, like bittersweet smiley. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's not devastated at this moment.
1: Uh we then get I, I I think I think it's mostly like uh okay, not all is lost. Like I I have a chance at what happens. Yeah. yeah. And so uh he then,
0: you know, does what the only way this would possibly play out. He goes and takes a shotgun and shoot no, like I mean that's, that's the only way. What Peter Parker's never going to meet another person or have another conversation with anybody? He doesn't no, understand that the Spider-Man will like always be. be a Spider-Man will always be a fucking anchor on people's lives. Yeah. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Anyways, uh, but he does and he goes and he gets an apartment and god, I was hoping it was going to be the the grand guy. guy. Yeah, you know what, I mean? yeah. what a fucking myth. Like one of the few even if it was just his voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if it was just that, if Jay Jonah can e-
1: exist throughout all things, the rent guy should have been. Yeah, we wouldn't not- even say rent. He no, just needed to be like, you know, it's it's seven fifty a month or whatever. Like, it would have been great. Yeah. I'm, I'm like I'm, a rat.
0: I, I'm good without this guy. We don't need do that. Yeah, we're, fine we're, you know, fun. Uh, <laughs> he, so he
1: Peter puts down his,
0: his little box of possessions in his little shitty apartment, and he's got a GED book in there, because obviously that's how Peter Parker will put himself back on the map now, getting his high school education and figure out what he wants to do. Um, some time goes by, right? There must be something I'm skipping in the middle there that yes, happens in the cemetery. So. Oh, yeah, ah, okay. thank you. Yes, the cemetery. We go uh, over to May's uh, grave that, again, has the Spider-Man PS4 line on it, that we believe is the Spider-Man PS4 line on it. Uh, he's there morning. Happy shows up. Another fucking back-breaking, heartbreaking scene. Everything yeah. these characters have gone through together. How did you know her? I knew her through Spider-Man, me too. They go back and forth, right? And it is that thing of, like, he'll continue her work. Are you sure? I'm, I'm positive. Uh, he says goodbye, leaves. Then we're back to the room. Uh, again, we're stripped of all the Stark technology, right? Like, that's not what he's doing anymore. He's got... An app with all the police scanner shit on it. Uh, there's the crime in progress. We get a nice pan over of, uh, his desk that has a sewing machine on it and a whole bunch of vibrant blue and reds. And sure as shit, he jumps out in the fucking comic book costume. It's fucking amazing. Swinging through New York being Spider-Man on, in Christmas time. Uh, doing his woo-hoo's and looking great and just having a gr- just fucking awesome suit. Just, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see this movie again. I can't wait for stills of that. I can't wait for all that stuff. Uh, swings out there and then that's credits, right? Yeah. Then mm-hmm. nothing happened to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then okay. I,
2: in the huh? credits, I do want to give a shout out to. You. First off, I love this ending. I'm sure in other shows we're going to talk about our theorizing of where it goes. I think this is like we got such a great close to this trilogy and this is such a start off point for an amazing thing I want to see. Uh, but we get the 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 first fun credit scene. We're three for three on great music with a uh, super fun kind of credit things. I love the reveal of Toby and the reveal of Andrew Garfield with the, the drawing. Yeah, yeah. It's Dale Soul the, the magic number three is the magic number. Fucking great credit scene. Um, we get the venom. See we I talked about. But one thing I want to bring up is a fucking super bizarre choice where we get the credits when it's the white on black credits. And there's one part that goes on pretty early that is like in memoriam type credit reveal. Where it's just a certain group of words in the beginning or in the middle of the screen, black all around it, and it says the filmmakers would like to gratefully acknowledge the original true believer, not sedley uh, yeah, Avi yeah. Arad, yeah. whose vision led the way to bring these iconic characters to the screen. Get the fuck out, Sony. Who the hell you think yeah, you are? That was, was awesome. That's oh, man. Tim, when,
3: you, when we talked about it the first time, you're like, it definitely sounds like he wrote it himself, and it Yeah. Oh,
0: honey, <laughs> That's That's a good so, uh, and then, yeah, so Venom scene we already talked about, symbiotes in uh, the universe now, and then Je- uh, uh, Doctor Strange, Mad- multiverse
2: madness. That, ladies and gentlemen, is Spider-Man No Way Home. No Way Home. Now, Andy, hit me with something I like to call haiku and review.
1: Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny
2: to write your reviews in haiku form. Uh, And there's a lot of of good stuff here. Uh, This one starts off here. It's not a haiku. It's more of a poem. But I appreciate the the effort put into it. From Theo John. 20 years of Spider-Man, down to a few hours. Tom, Toby, and Andrew combining their powers. To defeat the evil that once came before. The beneath the mask to web sling some more. The redemption narrative that audiences needed. For both villains and heroes, pain finally receded. A cameo long awaited. From the window, he caught her. A brick meant for Peter, because he's a good lawyer. From our dying Aunt May, these words heard finally. With great power, comes great responsibility (laughs) Motherfucker, they killed Aunt May. How can they do this? To Marissa Tomei. From Mysterio's final words of his cracked glass dome, we got the MCU's best. Spider-Man, no way home. Good job, Theo John. That was great. Uh, Tracking shot. Sam says Spider-Man's no more. But with great power, there is no telling what's next. Um, Andrew Feister wrote a bunch of haikus, one for each of the memes. Green Goblin. Yo, he said the meme. Don't trust him. Not what it seems. Unsuccessful scheme. Doc Ock. You're not Parker. Of no grudge, does he harbor. Last second savior. Electro. He's no longer blue. Schemer. Peter should have knew uh i like his new hue sandman <laughs> just send him back home let sparkles into his dome remove sand with comb lizard <laughs> no solution hard when turned into a lizard fought with a wizard venom this was just for kev idiot eddie wait he's not ready freddie just you. take it steady uh and then toby and Andrew, may have shed a tear they are here no need to fear cheers the engineer and Daredevil. Look, it's Matt Murdock. Sunglasses, he can still rock. Wild brick, he can block. Um, <laughs> that was good. Yeah. And then uh, there's a lot more, but the last one I'm going to read is Jules Renato saying, with great power comes great responsibility, right before they died. <laughs> yeah. uh, ragu Bagu.
1: Do do ragu.
2: ragu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to
0: Rag Guys Talk Bad Guys, the podcast within a podcast where we rank all the villains of the MCU universe. Currently, the ragu bagu list is a strong forty-two enemies in here 42 bad guys uh no i guess it'd be 41 i have a 10 twice um so then we have to decide of course where we will be putting the bad guys of spider-man no way home are we putting them all in are we doing Gob- gobby first gobby and crew is that what we're thinking here like there's I bad, bad and there. crew. Okay. makes true. sense, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, as you know, once the list got too big, we started breaking them up into tiers. Of course, there's S-Rank, A-Rank, B-Rank, C-Rank, all the way down to F-Rank. Uh, let's start with there, and then we can go. Gobby and crew, are they S-Rank villains? Tim Geddes?
2: I, I do think that they are S-Rank villains. I think that they... Because of their inconsistencies, because I do think they have a lot of the worst elements that make me question the most and plot holes and type stuff, they're not the top of it. Um, yeah. But I think, God damn, from every other perspective, like they delivered what we wanted. Goblin is utterly fantastic. Um, so I would put them uh, as the new bottom of the S tier. Interesting.
3: Okay. okay. Well, that's exactly where I was going to say, too.
2: Okay. Uh, Nick,
0: are you a, a, a S-tier? Do you think that's are tier i for going to do a lot of depth these these characters, and I thought they get they get. Oh, that's tra- know that's that just – shush, shush, So now <laughs> that we know that, then we can rank them. Because currently the S-tier looks like this. Number one is Thanos from Infinity War. Number two is the Vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming. Number three is MBJ, Michael B. Jordan from Black Panther. Number four is Bacon Guy, a.k.a. Baron Zemo from Captain America Civil War. And then number five is Thanos in Endgame. That's so now Team lizard
1: and Sandman weren't there. That's fine.
3: Yeah, but we can't. And, and the same thing. Like, I I would put this much higher on the S tier, but because uh, what to say, uh, Goblin is a totally like his Norman is not a Norman that we've seen. I feel like uh, it loses points there for me. And uh, I think saw that Norman problem.
0: though to an extent. He's dialed no, up here. But he, he, he was never him nice. He was Spider-Man. always a piece of shit. Not Remember? nice. Not yeah. nice. I was thinking. To, I was. I'm sorry. That makes more sense to me. I apologize. I I, thought we were going between the meek and the crazy. No, no, no. no, no, no. no. We we
3: definitely saw that, but I'm saying we never saw this nice guy. And granted, he was always
0: addicted to Harry and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I got you. He was in a bad
3: place too, so that maybe helped. But it just it didn't seem like it seemed like they took liberties with that character. See, I,
0: I. I, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's why he's at the bottom of that tier. For me, it's it's definitely the thing that I think Green Goblin is so strong, but. The other people he's with drag him down at times, right? Where I I, I, I missed where we're we talking about Doc Ock at the bridge, and then once he got captured. I love Alfred Molina. I love a Doctor Octopus in Spider-Man Two. This one feels out of place, and I guarantee him he is out of place. He's in a different from a different universe. Yada yada yada. But throughout there, up until he gets you know the chip implanted, I was just like, eh, like he takes me out of the scenes as he goes, right? Even Sandman, like. Just being a, a voice, you're like, all right, like, I get it, and I see why we're, you know, like, it, uh, Goblin is so great and so strong, but I think the rest actually pull him down a bit to where yeah, I, I would go find it putting him number six, end of the S, S rank below Thanos, above uh, our first A rank
2: person, who is he who remains from a Loki on TV. And now it's time to rank. Here we go. The MCU. Um, so one thing to note is Eternals is not on this list. Uh, it will not affect our rankings for this, though, because uh, Nick put it at 26, I put it at 26, Kevin put it at 12, Andy put it at 17. So when Greg watches it uh, in January when it comes to the C+, we will add that to the rankings as well. But for now, uh, number one is Endgame, two Infinity War, three Homecoming, four Civil War, five Ragnarok, six Winter Soldier, seven Guardians Volume 2, eight Loki, nine WandaVision, 10 Avengers, 11 Guardians, one, 12 dong chi 13 iron man 14 far from home 15 black panther 16 dr strange 17 falcon and winter soldier 18 captain marvel 19 ant-man and the wasp 20 ant-man 21 black widow 22 iron man 2 23 of ultron 24 first avenger 25 iron man 3 26 what if 27 hulk 28 thor and 29 dark world who would want to start the ranking for spider-man no way home
1: i will go first go for it andy I uh, I don't love how high Homecoming is, and I think this movie is better, so I will put this at number three. Oh, yeah. I really struggle. Go for it, Kev.
3: I was gonna say I rewatched Endgame recently, and like I feel like I I still think it's a great movie, but honestly, like it's crazy to say this, but like this is my number one. Like I I'm very excited to see it again. And, uh, you know, like I'm I'm going today, Uh, the highs are extremely high. The lows, like in a good way, like dramatically are very, very low. And they like, they grab me in a way that I I don't think that Endgame could. Like, granted, the consequences are a lot stronger or bigger there. But like this had me from the, like by the feelings the entire time. And I loved it.
0: I would put this – I'm kind of in Andy's camp where I think this deserves to be very, very high. I think it is – I think Homecoming is a better nuts and bolts movie, um, and I think it, it was a movie it needs to be. This one I think is a lot sloppier and a lot crazier, and I think it just is a lot more impactful overall. I'm just basically going off of just the, the, sheer, the sheer amount of emotion that, that came out of this for me. So I would probably put it number three as well, right below Infinity War.
2: It's funny that you say that, Nick. Everything you just said, I feel like I really agree with. I think that this is going to be a movie I go back and rewatch more than uh, most of these movies, especially moments in this. I love it. It made me feel so much. It delivered everything I could look for. But there is a lot of baggage. They did the best that they could with it. But having said that, I think Homecoming is a better movie. Uh, But I would put it at number three. I do think that for as much joy as this movie brought me, um, that matters a lot to me. And despite it not being as strong as Homecoming, I think that this is – really really damn fantastic. Uh, but it's not quite as purely buttoned up as Infinity War and Endgame that again, those the worst baggage that had was Dark World. The worst baggage that this had is six movies of varying quality. Um but yeah I would go number three. All
0: right. It's such an emotionally packed thing because it's 20 years of Spider-Man, right? It's all this stuff. It's all, it's, it is the MCU in the same way, you know, I thought, you know, it's kind of a, the dice are loaded for Endgame Cause so much of a payoff is there. So much of this is a payoff to all the Spider-Man stuff. And so it's this weird one where I still think homecoming is like a perfect Spider-Man film for what they're doing with the MCU Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's perfect. And this movie, I don't think is perfect. Like I don't come out and go, Oh, this is what it is. But, the way I've always done this is going backwards, right? So from where I – you know, going down the list of is it better than this, is it better than this, is it better than this? I would leave Endgame at one, but I would rather watch this in Infinity War, so I'm voting two, even though I think – I don't want – you know, I don't even get to Homecoming. I don't even have that conversation. And I'll go, But even then, it would be – right now, such a loaded conversation. Would I rather watch uh, No Way Home or Homecoming? Well, I've seen Homecoming a billion times, and this is – Fucking Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and all these cool jokes and things, and people in the sky, I need to see clearly. I don't want to see this. I'd love to, when we're on the other side of it, net it out a bit more of where I am, but it's for me superfluous, and I'm going to vote number two.
2: So, to clear this up, am I correct in saying that Kev's one, Greg is two, me, Nick, and Andy are all at three? Yep. So, there you go. You're new number three. Spider-Man No Way Home. The top five is number one, Endgame. Number two, Infinity War. Number three, Spider-Man No Way Home. Number four, Spider-Man Homecoming. And number five, Civil War. We're big ensemble MCU cast uh, fans here. And we're about to get a lot more, including the next movie, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, that we are going to get in May. But before then, I'm sure we're going to be adding at least two or three more of uh, the TV shows to the MCU review. Thank you so much for being with us this entire year for in review. I should have said this at the top and I totally forgot, but Spotify has now added uh, the ability to rate podcasts. We would really appreciate it if you would go in and give us that five-star rating on Spotify across all of the different um, kind of funny products that we do. It really does help us a lot. Even if you don't listen on Spotify, if you watch on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or anything, just load up your Spotify and just give us the, the rating. It really, really does help. And thank click you. So all click all episodes.
0: Click There's a thing inside of Spotify. You, if you listen to us or watch us on YouTube and uh, don't use Spotify, when you go there like, oh, you have to listen to the show before you can rate it, you can just click a button that says Mark All As Played and then you'll be all set.
2: And uh, last thing I want to say, I want to give one more mega shout-out, as always, to Carter Harrell for being amazing with the music on this show and all of the kind of funny shows. And a mega shout-out to Cameron Kennedy, who always kills it with the interview intros. But he went above and beyond types of bazillion for uh, the Spider-Man rewatch, and I think that he really kind of made something special. Of course, shout out to Spider-Boys, Anthony Carboni coming through, Blessing uh, coming through for a ton of the episodes. It was super fun. We will be doing a lot more rewatches next year, leading into a lot of uh, the big movies, things like Doctor Strange. Range. So, uh, until then, I love you all. Goodbye. just love those intros so much. Every week we get a new one and I'm just like, ah, we only have one more left. I was texting with Cameron Kennedy and I'm like, bro, send me it. Send me your draft, wherever you're at with the last one. He's like, nah, dude, you need to see the final product. This one is a hitter. So definitely stay tuned for that. But that's a whole week away. We're talking about a whole different thing because this is kind of funny interview. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes joined by Anthony Carboni.
4: Oh my goodness. I cannot believe here we are. The final ride of the Spider-Boys. It's been lovely being a part of
5: this whole series with you.
4: This is a lot of fun, and this is
2: such a great one to end on. I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to have you as well, and I'm also happy to have the producer-slash-seducer, Nick Scarpino.
0: I'm just going to say right now, when the Lord of the Rings were after, they all got tattoos.
2: So where are we at? Are we getting Spider-Boys tattoos? <laughs>
0: Spider-Boys! Let me tell you something. you think I wouldn't get a Spider-Man
4: tattoo anyway, but now we've got an excuse.
2: <laughs> mm. Mm.
5: Now, that's something.
2: What do you think, new face of video games, Forbes 30 under 30, blessing at a o a Junior?
5: I'm totally down, number one, with Spider-Man tattoos. or Spider-Boy tattoos, excuse me. I'm totally down to rock with the Spider-Boys. Also, uh, if I was on a trip, if I was going on a trip to Europe with the the homies, with, like, let's say a debate club. Uh, if I was mm-hmm. going on a trip to Europe, this is what I'd wear. I feel like this would help me fit in really well in uh, jolly old England or Italy or wherever I'm walking. I-
4: I love it man. You know when but you know when Betty Brant looks at looks at Peter and goes your whole new
2: look? Yeah, I love oh, yeah. it. Yeah.
4: That's that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm just missing
5: the glasses. I need some good glasses to go with it.
2: Oh dude, the, the, we can't let you have good glasses plus. Then your power is too strong. <laughs> you, you need yeah. to be held back just a little yeah. bit, all right? You're not you're
5: you not it. ready for Edith yet.
2: Yes, <laughs>
5: I'm getting fun. there though. I'm gonna get there
2: <laughs> one day, but not yet. Because this is kind of funny's in review, where each and every week we get together to rank, review, and recap two different movie franchises. Sometimes we do rewatches like we're doing right now, leading into Spider-Man: No Way Home. But we're also doing The Matrix in review with Paris Lily. You can go check that out on YouTube.com/kinda funny. Uh, leading into The Matrix Resurrections, what a time for all of us to be alive! You can watch it on YouTube.com com/slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you wanted to get it as a podcast, just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review, and we'll be right there for you. But if you wanted to get the show ad free, and if you wanted to watch it live as it's being recorded, you got to go to patreon.com/slash kind of funny. Just like our Patreon producers, molecule, pranksy, and Greg Miller returns to content next month. Nick (laughs) should quit now. Thank you all. Thank you all. For I love it every time. Yep. Now, as a real Matrix
4: fan, i got to ask, are you watching and ranking every cutscene from the Matrix online, which is canon. It is canon.
2: We are We are every theatrically released <laughs> Matrix movie is what we're sticking to for this Our, one. There's enough in the theatrically
0: released movies. We, there's just so much. Someone said there's too much in those movies.
2: No! We haven't recorded our review for two yet. We will be doing that soon. No, please, hush your mouth. Hush your mouth. Nobody, Nobody's ever had a problem in their lives with the Matrix (laughs) Two. Please,
4: Reloaded. We're like rewatching every day because it's
5: the best of the three. No, good
2: luck. Today we're brought to you by Babble. Overland and Raycon, but we'll talk all about that later. We got to get into it. Spider-Man: Far From Home, with a runtime of two hours and nine minutes. It was released on July second, twenty nineteen. Just yeah, a couple it. short. Oh yeah, hey, yeah. Just a couple short months after Avengers: Endgame. What a what a crazy moment in time that was. Uh, directed once again by John Watts, who, for a reminder, same guy that did Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home, and will be doing the Fantastic Four. Music once again by who, Nick Scarpino? Michael Giacchino. G- no. Giacchino.
0: No. Damn it. I messed it up this time. Giacchino. I- Giacchino. Thank you. you got yeah.
2: yeah. Kill the game, man. And oh, does he bring it in this one? I love all the festive vibes he has with it. He's like, guess what? The Spider-Man MCU theme? It's going to be European. What do you got, Nick? Mm-hmm. Just the music in this movie in general is a delight. The fact that
0: they've gone around and they've just picked, like, songs like just slap happy songs from all of these places that they go to makes me legitimately want to just dial up this playlist in my car get a just a piping hot espresso that's just mm. right at the top you know carboni we like why would they fill it so high and just rip around corners in a little fiat of san francisco just mm-hmm. this espresso, it's great
4: you're gonna have to if you're if you're leaning into these euro vibes you're gonna have to learn how to pronounce italian words ciao man ciao. <laughs> You're going to need to pronounce Italian names if you're
0: going to lean on that. Field. No, no, no. That guy's not a real Italian. That's that's not. <laughs> nobody knows how to pronounce his name. It's okay. Don't worry.
2: There we go. I had a budget of 160 million dollars and a box office of over 1.1 $1. <laughs> 1. billion dollars oh, hell yeah. it's worldwide, fine. making it the first Spider-Man film to break the Billy and Sony Pictures highest-grossing film ever of all time. Uh, the fourth highest-grossing film of 2019. Which, when you think about that. <laughs> 2019 was such a banger year for movies that this was the fourth highest grossing.
3: Uh, You've got to
2: imagine, not
4: only did they get $1.1 $1. 1 but, like, because it was a co-pro with Marvel, they also didn't, like, lose the $600 million they lose on every $200 million movie. They make just doing rewrites, reshoots, yeah. ad marketing. Like, mm. this was a winner for Sony. This partnership has been a winner.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and it also is the 24th highest grossing film of all time, uh, which is just so nuts awesome. to think about. What was the movie that in 2020 was like the highest grossing
0: movie for a really long time? Because it was the only one that came out right before the pandemic.
2: Oh, well, there were I...
0: Sonic the Hedgehog and Bad Boys. It, it was bad Sonic. for life. I remember bad. Remember that there was a there was a hot moment in 2020 where Bad Boys for Life was the highest grossing movie of
4: 2020. Yes, it was and awesome. So- Sonic and then it was something where like Sonic had the biggest opening, and then also like Sonic was the best reviewed like theatrical released movie of 2020 for a while. And it was just like. This world has really gone topsy-turvy. It's changed.
2: Yeah. It's changed, and then what ended up happening is uh, a lot of Chinese movies were made, and, like, the worldwide box office, they ended up topping it all out. But, mm. yeah, 2020, what a crazy time. And here we are, a week away from Spider-Man No Way Home. I wonder where it lands. Let's go around the table. Mm. Does it cross a billion dollars? Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. I think it I think, okay,
0: I'm going to predict a couple things right now, guys. I'm going to throw this out on the table. I know there's no future spoilers. I think... It dom it, it tops the bill and comes in a little bit ahead of Far From Home, maybe bigger, better than Homecoming on our list.
2: Mm-hmm. The mental list
0: that we're keeping because we're not keeping a big list. But you know what I mean? I think I feel like it's I feel like it's going to be better than any Tom Holland Spider Man.
2: Oh, you think it's going to be in
0: terms of quality?
5: Yes.
2: In terms wow. Of quality. That's wow. the one
5: thing I'm worried about. Like, I'm worried about quality. Mm-hmm. I, I think part of that is uh, purely the trailers that we've gotten, and I know like there's a lot of there's a lot of things up in the air in terms of where they're editing out, what are they hiding, what does Kevin Feige not want to show us? But also, I think in terms of the Herculean task they have at hand to try and make all this shit make sense in a way that fits with the universe, in a yeah. way that fits with the multiverse, in a way that mm-hmm. like. Do, doesn't feel messy i can't imagine them pulling off everything 100 like, yeah. percent. i'm so nervous is, to see how they actually land with it but if they can yeah they but it's the a
4: sticking a landing particularly in a trilogy is always incredibly hard and if this one is bringing in as many different elements as we think it's bringing in it's going to be a particularly tough one a tough landing to stick and also a tough one to give like this one has the emotional core that I was looking for in the first in the first Tom Holland Spider-Man, by the way. And it's going to be hard to reproduce that in a movie that has so much going on, you know?
1: Hey, hey um, Duck Thor
0: Ragnarok, that was the end of a trilogy, right? That's true.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. You know,
2: yeah. And I, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I think Endgame, Endgame is a better example to use. technically not a trilogy, but in terms of, like, the end of a storyline, like, this being the end of the home trilogy, like, mm-hmm. they're going all out. I, I'm stoked. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I, I'm expecting and I hope this to be the first movie to cross a billion in the pandemic era. Get us back on track just a little bit. Um, but with all of that said, Bless, I want to start with you. What do you think of Spider-Man Far From Home?
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, connecting it back to uh, No Way Home for a second. We get, we're, we're asking the question of, is No Way Home going to stand up? I think one of the things that does make me a bit nervous about No Way Home is rewatching Far From Home again and realizing that I like this Spider-Man movie. I don't love this Spider-Man movie. I think it is still quality because it has all those MCU aspects of it. It has the funny writing. It has the good action. It has the good pacing. It has all of the things that make an MCU movie good. All of those are present in this movie. But as a, as a Spider-Man movie, I think the, some of the problems that we were citing last week about Homecoming and how people have these different qualms with Homecoming, whether it is like it's too much Iron Man or it's too much MCU, all these things – those things that, you know, I, those things that I saw about homecoming and I identified but didn't necessarily have an issue with, I think in Far From Home those things actually do loop around and I start to feel those things more. Things like Samuel Jackson being in Far From Home and things like, uh, like Happy and, like, I mean, ha- Happy I love but, like, you know there there are enough MCU connections and things that are centered around uh, uh, MCU, especially with Mysterio and how his whole story kind of loops back around to being hired by Tony Stark and in that whole bit that feel very tethered to the MCU in a way where I'm like just like Spider-Man be Spider-Man. I think that is one thing that kind of holds this movie back a little bit for me. And then the other thing being that in a lot of ways this feels like a sequel to Homecoming as. A teen comedy, as opposed to a Spider-Man movie, uh, especially in the first half. Like they really double down on comedy, they really double down on the classmates, and I understand why they do that because those are the things that we really love about Homecoming. But in a lot of instances, I feel like they go a little bit too far in terms of trying to be funny, trying to nail down the comedy. They introduce the the other teacher character, and like you know he's funny, but there's so there's so much of this movie where I'm like okay, this feels like less of a superhero movie, and now it does feel like a pure comedy in a lot of instances. And I think that switches up halfway through. I was feeling a lot of those feelings in the first half. Halfway through in the second half of the movie, uh, the movie kind of came together way better for me. And the, the weird thing is, like, the Mysterio twist and the way that they execute it, I don't love, I don't think it's perfect. I like parts of it. I, I like Jake Gyllenhaal, like laughing and like the, the virtual reality stuff fading away, but there's something about that scene that doesn't totally sit right with me. I don't know if it was just how predictable it was or if it just felt too over the top in terms of mm-hmm. the execution. I don't know exactly what, what it was, but there's something about that scene that doesn't necessarily hit for me. But after that scene and for the rest of the movie, the movie does come together in a really nice way. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is when, Tom Holland or Peter Parker is in the, the um, airship with with Happy, and they do the thing where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, I'm gonna put together my Spider-Man suit, and it's Happy like giving him the look of like you know being mm-hmm. proud of him because he sees Iron Man in Peter Parker, and he's like, oh, I'm just gonna play the music real quick, and they have that whole scene. As much as that, it kind of embodies a lot of what my issues are with the film. That scene hits like emotionally, it hits. I think it hits in terms of the baton pass that they're making from Tony Stark to Peter Parker. I think they're um. Anthony, you mentioned, like, how this movie, I think you you were talking about how this movie um, contains a lot of that emotional core that Mm -hmm. we wanted from Homecoming. I felt a lot of that in the second half of this film. But, you know, as a whole package, it doesn't necessarily stick the landing in every moment in a way that I feel like Homecoming, for me, stuck the landing in every moment. So this is a movie that I really like, but I don't necessarily, it's not necessarily in my best of Spider-Man movies. Okay.
2: Carboni, go for it.
4: Yeah, I I hear everything you're saying and you're and structurally I I think you're nailing it. This first half is a is a national lampoon like high school road trip movie. The reason I love that <laughs> is because we just didn't get enough context around Peter and who Peter is and emotions between these characters in the first one. That's why in the first one the MCU stuff to me feels intrusive I'm like this isn't a tone this is not Iron Man 3.5 I want to watch a Spider-Man movie whereas here uh I think it's given the context that we need I feel more of the friendship between Peter and Ned I feel more of the relationship between these high school kids and I feel like I know a bit more about who this Peter is because of this and so for me I I think that first half really hits, you know, and and they reuse a lot of stuff in this movie that we are familiar with. Uh, You know, like when he buys that necklace, I'm like, every time Peter Parker buys a fucking necklace, Mm -hmm. don't let Peter Parker buy any jewelry for anyone. You know what I mean? But it's a Peter moment.
2: Uh, uh, A fun fun little Easter egg I want to point out is uh, he's she, uh, MJ, is wearing a broken piece of the necklace in the No Way Home trailer.
4: Oh, it's so good. uh, but, yeah, I, I love this I love this whole thing, and I love uh, taking Spider-Man and making this fish-out-of-water thing. But also, the reason why this works for me, even though I would initially believe that it wouldn't, is because of Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Mm-hmm. And because of the way they presented Mysterio. Now, number one, Tim Gettys, I'm sure you're with me. Mysterio is a dumb fucking villain, and he was one of my favorites. He was I... one of my favorites growing up. And I love him, and he makes no sense. The special effects guy who can make Spider-Man believe anything, and sometimes it hurts, I was like, how are they going to do this? But they used a lot of that stuff that Marvel is so good at, where number one, we know Jake Gyllenhaal was supposed to be Spider-Man at one point. That's fucking fun. Number two, he is so likable and so wonderful in that Michael Keaton way, and Peter's just always looking for a good dad. And the way he gives these good dad vibes, not just on the Peter level, but on the superhero level, on the way that Tony never could, and on the way, like, none of these other characters ever tried with him, is so wonderful, uh, and makes Mysterio such a fucking bastard and such a good villain in this movie. Uh, and also just like, man, there's, there's something just wonderful about, The presentation of Mysterio. I know I hate the Tony Stark connections, but they made Mysterio make sense. And they did it in a great way that made Mysterio play in a movie. And I was like, I don't, they did it. They made my favorite, one of my favorite villains growing up actually make sense in these movies. And that's kind of like one of the beautiful things of the MCU and some of that Marvel wizardry where it's like, made it make sense. They made it make sense. And I love this movie for that. I I absolutely adore this one more, I think, than Homecoming.
2: I, I want to jump in here, Nick, uh, just because what Carponi just said about Mysterio, you literally couldn't, I could not take the words out of your mouth and say them better myself. Like, that, mm. I, Mysterio, dumb villain, one of my favorites. The the hype, the theatricality, the ridiculousness of it all. Like, it was always one of my favorite things in the comics and in the, the cartoons and stuff, but it was very cartoony and comic booky. And the idea of how can you take this villain and make them work in live action is such a tall order, and this movie did it with ease. I disagree with less in the the sense of that, the the twist scene, I think it was perfectly done. I love it. I love how he was a good guy for so much longer of the movie than I expected him to as somebody Mm -hmm. that clearly would have known what's going on. But one of my favorite movie memories ever was sitting next to Gia watching this movie in theaters for the first time. And her being utterly shocked at this reveal because she didn't know that Mysterio is a bad guy. We all yeah. know that. But the movie does a good job of making him a good guy and lulling you into believing it. So when that twist happens, it is vulture level. Oh, shit. And I think that that is something that John Watts does really well. And I'm interested if we're going to have that moment in No Way Home. I don't know how we possibly could. But I, I think that they are two for two so far in having these moments that are taking villains that are definitely not the ones people are clamoring for. They're not the Doc Ock. They're not the Green Goblin. They are lesser known but still very known Spider-Man villains. How do you make them cool and interesting as the actual threat in these movies? And holy crap, this movie does it so well in ways that I never would have expected. The entire kind of illusion scene to me is almost unrivaled. Uh, in, in the MCU, but definitely in Spider Man movies, where I love how it just keeps going and going in the layers where it comes out and he's Nick Fury, but even that's part of the illusion, throwing him through the, the snow globe and him having to deal with the zombie Tony Stark and like all this shit, him himself beating himself up, like all the old costumes and stuff. It is such a quintessential Spider Man moment, and I think they do such a great job. Um, and I think that Mysterio and Jake Gyllenhaal Hall are just so well handled and an actual threat. In this movie, I think a lot of things around it kind of, like, are a little weird, like the Tony Stark drones around the world or the drones attacking Brad. That's where the comedy stuff for me doesn't necessarily hold up, and I think mm-hmm. some scenes are kind of kind of shoehorned in for the plot as opposed to, like, making sense. Yeah, like him getting dressed um, yeah. with the model – or not model – with the agent or whatever. Yeah. Or would say, why, would,
1: the, picture.
5: why would the agent ever talk
2: to him that way? Take
4: off
1: your yeah. clothes.
2: Take off your clothes. I, that's weird. I got –
4: I got thoughts when we get there. I got thoughts when we get there. But um, I, I do want to say one of the other things that's, that's wonderful. And Nick Scarpino, we will get to you eventually. But I do want to say that uh, one of the things that I love is the double fake-out of the multiverse. And yeah. we'll talk more about that when like mm-hmm. when we get more there. But the fake-out, not fake-out, fake-out of a Marvel multiverse in this movie is...
2: We <laughs> have that context now, you know? Yeah. And- so, so the, the last thing I want to say about it is this is now the third time I've seen this movie. I saw it in theaters once. I saw it uh, when Gia's sister was watching MCU for the first time. And we watched it with her, and now I'm watching it here. When I first watched it, I ranked it above Homecoming. And I was like, it's everything I liked about Homecoming, just more. And uh, that post-credit scene is what really pushed it over the edge for me because it is one of my favorite post-credit scenes. It delivers everything I want, which is just surprising reveal on top of surprising reveal, right? J. Jonas Jameson is back. Awesome. It's J.K. Simmons. Awesome. And, oh, fuck, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. What an end. What an amazing place for us to be like, what are they going to do next? Um, watching it the second time, I was a little let down. I was like, okay, I definitely like this less than Homecoming. And having more um, MCU movies, I'm like, ah, it's still high for me. But at this point, it's just probably mid-tier of the 30 movies as opposed to top tier where I had it. Watching it now, it's somewhere in the middle. It's higher than I had it but not as high as I first had it. And I think a lot of that has to do with just where this fits in with what we're getting from these movies and specifically what we got in Far From Home, which was let's take Spider-Man out of New York, put him somewhere else. And that's a double-edged sword for me because I understand why they did it, it being the seventh Spider-Man live-action movie we got. But it being the second live-action MCU Spider-Man movie, Mm -hmm. I really think this movie would have been even better had we gotten one more movie in between Homecoming and Infinity War where we got to deal with Aunt May knowing that he's Spider-Man and seeing how that all played out as opposed to this just kind of, being like, oh yeah, she's cool with it and they're just going, like, letting him kind of sit with the classmates a little bit more maybe deal with one other villain in New York, I think would have done wonders for making this feel a little bit more earned, because as it stands, it kind of feels like Infinity War and Endgame got in the way of a Spider-Man trilogy, whereas this kind of works really great as a kind of uh, epilogue to Far from or to Endgame, but it doesn't feel so much a homecoming trilogy sequel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nick Scarpino, what do you think?
0: Um, I think I honestly, I kind of disagree with, uh, I think it was Carboni made the point of this being kind of, uh, it's unfortunate that it, it leans too far into the MCU as a, as a Spider-Man movie, because I think that really, really is the strength of, of what these Spider-Man movies are. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, and coming off of it uh, last week, I forgot where this picks up. And it picks up in a very dark place. It picks up with everyone coming back from the blip, and it picks up with with Peter just needing a break from it all, and having the expectation of being the next Iron Man put on his shoulders is a heavy place for him to be. And I love that he absconds to Europe to escape from that. And in and amongst it, just wants to be a kid on a, on a class field trip, and just maybe he has that great line where he's like, I just want to like, I just want to buy this girl a present. And maybe, like, tell her how I feel, and hopefully she feels the same way about me, and maybe, maybe kiss her. Like, that's his goal in this. And it's it's very relatable, especially, you know, obviously when you watch movies – Uh, you take what you have with you into the theater. And in this case, in my living room, we're coming off of two years of a pandemic and man, couldn't we all just use a fucking vacation at this point? Don't we all just want to go someplace in Europe and get lost a little bit and make out with our significant others and smooch, smooch a little bit and forget about having to do the job that we have to do every single day. I love that feeling. And I think they captured that along with the feeling of, of the road trip of, of going on vacation with these, these kids and, and other, again, Last week, same same as this week. All of them are still likable, except for Brad. Brad, we can all agree,
5: Uh, (laughs) sucks. I I love the reveal of Brad. The reveal of Brad being like, oh yeah, he was this kid that we knew, and then jacked out. Yeah, then we all got blipped and came back, and now he's like this hot dude, and we're like, all right, well I guess Brad's here now, like he's part of the crew. Now, Tim Gettys,
4: I do want to ask: Does Midtown High's morning announcements? Is that part of your I hate news or is it not part of your no, I no, hate okay. news? So,
2: so okay. what I want to be cl- – I want to, to clarify my stance yeah. on news in movies. I love this. This is perfect, especially at being in a high school thing. And the way they do this, I will always love you being the Marvel Studios theme leading mm-hmm. into the In Memoriam oh. with the shitty clip art. God, amazing. it's So good. It's perfect. Um, what I'm talking about, Carboni, is when a character for plot reasons happens to be somewhere where news plot is playing. Things. Yeah. And like on like they're at a bar and then there's just like, oh, like the villain is now doing this thing. And it's just like Or like my favorites when they walk by is? the bank of TV and they look over and it's like they're yeah. looking for you. And you're like, oh no, oh they're looking no. For you. Yeah. Like oh, it's no. it's that kind okay. of thing when the reason the character's going to the next thing is because they saw the news. The one exception to my rule is The Rock in uh, Fast and Furious yeah. uh, Eight when he or when he brought, Seven when he, when he, he looks at the, the thing couch. and says, "Daddy's got to go to work." Like yeah. that is the <laughs> one exception to the fucking rule. Uh, okay. But Even that it's fucking stupid. And they should have come but, up with a better way.
0: So,
4: but we're we're okay with the fact that we are introduced to Brad and the fact that Brad is hot Brad now via news and like so and like and Betty Brant telling us that like, oh, we're all five years older now and here's what's weird and like that, we're yeah. cool. Like you're so, cool with that.
2: So, th- thank you for saying that. That is the difference. I'm okay when the news is updating us on information. I don't like okay. when the news is updating the protagonist with information. You like an
4: uninformed protagonist.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to give a shout-out to
5: uh, MJ in this movie real quick, because one of the things I mentioned last week after watching Homecoming, I was like, man, isn't I feel like MJ is a little bit of a different character in Far From Home. And I take that back. I take it back. MJ is, is – like she's not completely the same. She has grown, but I take that more as – she's become better friends with the people that's around her, not necessarily that her character's changed. And, like, watching this back is very I, – I, I can make the connections of, like, oh, no, she's still a little bit weird and a little bit awkward and a little bit, like – you know, she likes watching people, and, and she's yeah. still the character that will draw, car- draw people in crisis. And one of the things I forgot that I loved about this movie was her relationship with, with uh, Peter Parker. Like, I think the back and forth and the whole romance aspect of this movie is actually, like, really cute and, like, really fun to watch. And I forgot how much I was rooting for Peter Parker throughout this entire movie to, like, you know, like, tell MJ how she felt or how he felt about her. Uh, and so, yeah, I absolutely loved what they did with that in this movie.
2: Yeah, that's another example, though, of I think one movie in between would have done a great job. Like, I believe that he's into her. I believe all that stuff. But, like, last movie, he was into Liz, and now this movie from the beginning is just like, oh, I just really have a crush on MJ. It's like I would have loved to see a little bit more uh, growth with that stuff. But I totally get they couldn't do it. Real quick, uh, Zendaya, y'all need to go check out her on the red carpet for all the different uh, press things she's been doing for uh, No Way Home. Every outfit she's wearing is inspired by one of the different villains and it's dope as fuck. That's cool.
0: That's she's
4: awesome. She's That's so cool. good. She's so good. Yeah, you're right. They um it's entirely it's entirely down to Tom Holland and Zendaya like letting us know how this relationship has been filled in and they're very good actors and I believe yeah. it and it happens. Mm-hmm. But you're right. We didn't we don't know it, we just see it. Yeah. yeah,
5: and I talk it up I talk up some of it to be like it being high school and how quickly you know, as a high schooler, you jump from, oh, I like this girl. Oh, no, I like this girl. Right? Like, that, that that, does require, I think, a little bit of that suspension of disbelief. But by the time they get into it, I was like, oh, whatever. I believe it. Yeah, hey, but hey, like, man. even mirrored in, in, in Ned and Betty, right? Or it's like... Yeah. yeah. So funny, man. It's, it's
0: one week, and they go from hating each other to loving each other to, like, growing a part of the build. Not, <laughs>
4: right. yeah. Not just, not just, like, they have a real quick, funny relationship for comedy's sake, but I love that their relationship is, like, very evolved and mature the whole way through. And, like, and the joke is that it's very fast, and everybody's like, this is very fast. And, like, Ned and Betty are like, oh, no, we're taking this very seriously, and Mm -hmm. we're in it right now. And I I just, so good. This is a good film.
2: It is, man. And before we get to the plot. Let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Overland. You all know that cozy is my middle name, Tim Cozy Gettys. But there's nothing I do every day that's cozier than slipping into some Overland sheepskin slippers. Uh, I've been loving them. Greg Miller's been loving them. But especially Gia Ferris has been loving them. She keeps talking about them all day. All I hear is slip, slip this and slip, slip that. She's just so comfortable. I see her all the time. Overland uses extra craftsmanship to pair the highest.